Welcome to another exciting episode of Writing the Nerds. I am back. Uh, I am Eli, or the kegger. Uh, I missed uh, last week's episode because we kind of had a COVID scare. Um, thought somebody in my family had it. Quarantined ourselves until we could get testing. I didn't want these guys to get it, so uh, just in case. So, But I'm back, and I am here with my co-hosts. I'll go first because I am not uh, near as eventful as Rayshon. It's uh, Cody here again, and uh, also sitting with us. Ray BG. Ray BG. It is so hard to follow that. I'm glad we put you at the end because, I mean, you just, you bring it home, man. You really do. That's it. It's Ray BG. It just flows, man. It's so good. But, yeah, like I said, I'm back. Uh, I missed missed our Pokemon episode because I didn't want a chance getting these guys sick. Um but that came back as a negative, so we're good to go. Today's topic, we have a good one for you. On the eve of release, we are going to do Final Fantasy VII. And like I said, the eve of the, the remake release is tonight. I'm My ticker is counting down. I can't wait. Uh, I've been playing this game damn near since it came out. Uh, I have beaten this game I don't know how many times. I've 100%ed this game I don't know how many times. Uh, what about you guys? You guys' history with... Uh... I have played through it, at the very least, once a year, every year since it came out. So that came out for America. It was in 97, right? Yeah, so right, yeah. I, I was 10 years old. Like, it wow. was my first... It was actually my introduction to RPGs. Nice. Uh, Mine yeah. was actually... Um, Final Fantasy for Game Boy, which was actually in Japan was a completely different game. And they threw the Final Fantasy title on it when it came to America, had nothing to do with Final Fantasy. But I didn't know that as a child. Um, So the Super Mario Bros. 2 treatment. Kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Final Fantasy was a big seller over in America. This game, they didn't know if it was going to take. So they threw away the old name and put Final Fantasy on it. Um, like I said, I didn't know any better and played the hell out of it. Marketing. Um, my experience with Final Fantasy, um, I did play the original back in 97. Um, I was a bit, a little bit older than Toothman over there. <laughs> I was too. I actually didn't play it in 97 because I didn't get my PlayStation until later. We were 64. We were the, the 64 console family. Yeah. Which so. I had a regular Nintendo. That was my first console ever. I had the Sega Genesis. I had new friends who had a Super Nintendo, but I'd never played a Final Fantasy game. My first console was the Sega Master System before the Genesis. Oh, and nice. then I got an NES. So uh, I can't even remember who the... Because it had a, a, a... Oh, God. Was that one of their big games was like Alex Kidd and Miracle yes, World? Alex Kidd. Something like that? Um, yeah. See, I can't remember very many of the games that I played on that system because, I mean, shit, I was single digits. Yeah, the they time. they tried to transition pretty fast into the Genesis from that one. Right, like, um, well, everybody made I get I get hell for that because everybody thinks that my oldest was named after the Sega Genesis, <laughs> which is not the case. No. She wasn't named after the Sega Genesis. She wasn't named after the band Genesis, and she was not named after the Star Trek Genesis project. Nor biblical. Nor biblical, not the Bible either. I took her name from the real world Boston off of one of the characters on there. Uh, I can't even remember her name. It's Genesis something or other. But uh, I just heard the name Genesis and was like, oh, wow, I really like that as a name. I was 13. I actually told her that the other night. I was like, the first time I heard your name, I was about your age. So she was like, oh, wow, that's trippy. 
Yes, so, Genesis. Yes, it is. So clearly, yeah, these were the years where much of our future was being laid out. Like, right. I mean, you, of, you never yeah. know. You know, I heard I heard her name at 13, 14 years old, and it stuck with me until I had a child, my first child, which was a female. And I was like, if it's a girl, her name's Genesis. Basically, what we're trying to say is 1997 was a magical year. Absolutely. Uh, but like I said, I didn't get my PlayStation until... A little later, I think the PS2 was getting ready to drop when I got mine, but I did play my friends' copies of Final Fantasy. I remember spending an entire week in one summer at a friend's house, and we just played Final Fantasy VII. It's funny because my my favorite game of all time came out a year after Final Fantasy VII, which was Zeno Gears. I was going to say, if you say Legend of Dragoon, I'm going to have to leave. No, I do like that one, though. But, uh, no, Zeno Gears was actually originally one of the pitches for Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. That, you were and, telling me that. Yeah, See, I didn't know that. It was, That's awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely one of those where you're like, this is a little too dark to slap Final Fantasy on it, so maybe we'll just let you guys have your own thing. They do that a lot, though, because uh, Devil May Cry was a pitch for a Resident Evil game. I can see that. Um, they went a different direction, and we got the amazing game Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they do that a lot. They pitch it as one thing, but it's such a solid game, they... They uh oh I got I got giggles over here. I'm just I'm just listening to you guys talk about reminiscent of '97 PlayStation. Oh, I mean '97. Like, I was in junior high, and I'm like, man, I was in the mil- I'm gearing to the military. I'm oh wow, how much older are you in the military? Than us? And I go to Japan. And I'm playing all these games in Japan. Xeno <laughs> Gears. I actually played the Japanese version of Xeno Gears. Ah, oh, that'd be. Cool. I mean, it was. I'm listening to these guys. It's like nostalgia. It's like wow. Right. I feel, I'm I'm an old man here right now. So. I mean, I'm 35. How old are you? 40. Oh, are you really? Yeah. See, you don't even look. You that's look why for you. you look like you younger than me, actually. This is why I strike such a respectful tone in all these podcasts because everyone here is my elder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, 1984 was a great year. But mm-hmm. uh, so, Final Fantasy VII. Um, like I said, uh, I played the hell. I mean, there wasn't. You couldn't go anywhere in 97 after that game came out and not see something. Like, the hype for that game was so high. And I remember, actually, and I said that my first, uh, I told you guys, my first uh, RPG was the Final Fantasy on the Game Boy, the old brick Game Boy. Uh, but I remember watching my cousin play RPGs on his uh, Super his Super Nintendo, uh, like Ultima, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Secret of Mana. Mm-hmm. And I, I, going back and looking at these, they're all Square games. Yep. Square. Uh, my, my One of my favorite ones was The Secret of Evermore. And you're just a kid with a dog, like, going through time, and the dog changes, and you get different weapons and stuff. I remember actually getting a chance to play that. I loved that game. Um Square has gotten so much of my money. Did Square also do Chrono Trigger? They did. Chrono Trigger, which is actually being... Of course, Chrono Cross. Chrono Trigger, I think, is still in the argument of one of the best RPGs ever made. I'd love to throw my hat into that ring. Chrono Cross was hand hard. But I love Chrono Trigger. Like... Yeah, Chrono Trigger was a great game. Um, I remember it being really hard, especially because like when I played it, it's not like today where I can just hop, I get stuck, I hop on the internet and find out, oh okay, fuck me, you know, I but just missed this little spot. I 
guess this is also a good point to highlight too is that all these games you see that traditional setup of turn-based combat the right, time right. bar everything like that kind of comes which was through. huge in japan right and, and uh going back to the pokemon episode you guys were talking it's very much like you said D and D. It's very much D and D. It's a JRPG at its base, mm-hmm. at its most simple. That's why it's so great. It's an RPG, and it's a simple RPG. Right. The controls are easy. The stories are usually pretty solid. Um, but where my love for all of this came in, because Pokemon came out in America at the same time as Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Um, Final Fantasy. Six was actually marketed in America as Final Fantasy three. So yeah. um, I remember my cousin, like I said, I used to watch my cousin play play RPGs, my See, cousin playing three. Yeah. So I, I went back after Final Fantasy seven and played all of them. Like yeah. I had to I had to figure it out. I had to find out how to do it. It took a while. Oh, yeah. I, I had to Especially that first that first Final Fantasy game. But Oh my god. Whenever Yeah. I mean it uh, I still, to this day, like one of my favorite... I still have my copy of that game. One of my favorite villains. I have the cartridge for Final Fantasy. The that's, Final Fantasy cartridge. I still have Wow. That's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Is it in good condition? I, oh, it's in perfect condition. So that, that, one of my favorite yeah, Final Fantasy like, villains is still Kefka. Kefka yep. from si- 6. Yep. 6 slash 3. Right. Um, and actually, like, have you ever played 3? Completely different game. Oh, yeah. Like, four, five, three, four, and five. Like, five is where you start kind of getting the feel, like seven. Um, where there are, where you kind of, the class system kind of goes away. Right. Where just about, because six, there's still a little bit of that in six, where there's a class system, and only certain characters and can do certain they things. They decided to hang on to that for Final Fantasy Tactics, but it makes a shitload of sense to do it for that. Yeah, Just, it really you know, does. It changes the battlefield every time you change a class. Like, it, it's it's perfect. Yeah. But. Um, so, Seven. Let's let's jump right into it. Um, originally, Seven started being made in 1994 and was going to be released for the N64. Uh, Nintendo and Sony were collaborating on a system, uh-huh. and it was going to be the Nintendo PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So um, funny. They had started production. They had they had sent out like there was a, a short release, like maybe a hundred consoles, and they were like prototypes, and they were kind of having them tested. And at the last second, Nintendo went, "Nope, we're good," and pulled out. Yep. And who did they go with? Philips. Yeah, the Philips. Wasn't that the CDI? Yes, the CDI. Oh, um, God, it was terrible. Philips. Yeah, it was awful. Um, we got a bunch of those awful, awful. Zelda games the that were made ones, in like basically. Korea or not even Korea. I think it was like Vietnam. Or even something. a couple of shitty Mario games. Oh like yeah, Mario's Hotel Mario. I think during like that, that god awful time period, the only thing that stayed was Mario music. Yeah, where you can make music with Mario and stuff. Right. Um, Couldn't make money with the CDI though. No. <laughs> so Sony here, Sony. They're stuck with basically this console that's done. They've already tested it. They're working the bugs out. What do they do? You know what? Fuck you, Nintendo. Yeah. Sony PlayStation. It's not to mention, this is 
a huge slap in the face to Sony because it's a Japanese company quite literally going, we're going to go with these Dutch guys over no, here. No shit. Like, they I, ditched another Japanese company for yeah, Dutch guys. I believe it's a Dutch company. I could be wrong. Either way, it doesn't matter. It was considered a huge slap in the face at the time. And oh, yeah. Sony turned around and just said, okay, and well. They, they they rode that tsunami yeah, they just rolled all the, the way to America. They just rolled the glove off and uh, proceeded to initiate the duel. Right. With the uh, return um, slap. <laughs> and we're about, to cut, we're about to get, I don't know, that controller for the PS5. That's going to give me nightmares, dude. Well, you got to understand, the PS5 is literally a computer, okay? So I mean, computer, that's what I've seen with the Xbox. What do they call the Xbox now? The Xbox X? They have, like, Xbox... Xbox S, they have Xbox... Um, the new one. Forgot the new name. But yeah, they have like four different... There are three different Xboxes, sorry. There are three different Xboxes right now. They're cool looking. Yeah. It looks just like a brick, like a block. Of course. Like, that's basically what they all are. Of course, in terms of the initial to. price tag, you can just call it the Xbox, like what, Chapter 13? Or, yeah, what's the initial <laughs> price on that? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure it'll be... It'll probably be upward of what's, at least six to 700, 800 maybe. It's the same thing for the PlayStation, the new PlayStation as well. It's, I don't know. I just yeah. saw... It's like north of $400. Actually, I just saw where they're going to make the price tag three ninety nine. Oh, oh really? Okay, yeah. see? Never okay. mind then. Well, see, PlayStation's always done that though. PlayStation... They'll undersell their consoles and make their money on games. Yeah, that's where they make their money. So well, that's like exactly what Nintendo does the, too. The PS3. I remember the PS3 got shit on because it was the most expensive console and it was six hundred bucks, but it was twelve hundred bucks to make. Right. Yep. So they were killing themselves, um, and I think they figured that out because I remember buying my PS4 and it wasn't six hundred bucks. No. I don't remember it. So. I don't remember what I bought my. I've had my same PS4 this whole time. Yeah. So if the price point's only three ninety nine, I'll just call it the like what PlayStation Ramen or because that that'll be the diet for a while right. as we uh, catch so up. So what, what people gonna especially dealing with Final Fantasy? Every they're, they're what they're doing right now because of all these platforms, um, they have to contend with. Um, they move everything to the internet. So mm-hmm. basically, the PlayStation Five is going to be basically majority internet based. They say they will be able to play games from PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, maybe. But definitely PlayStation 4. We're going to have physical copies of the games, though. Because uh, honestly, sure I'm going to say this. I have a couple of downloaded games on my PlayStation. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. I downloaded it. Yep. Um, my game, my console came with The Last of Us Remastered. Oh, that's nice. Um, oh, yeah. Because I can just pop that. I can just... It's not on, I think it's on my hard drive, but all I've got to do is go click on it and right. it'll re download and I can just start. It's got all my saved data. I can just start over. Uh, Genesis loves watching me play that. She thinks it's such a beautiful game. It really is. Though. It is. It's such a beautiful game. And it came out for the three. And like one of my favorite scenes is when they get to St. Louis and it's like the life goes on after us. And the giraffes are walking by the building. I was like, holy shit, this is just amazing. Um, one, one thing, um, just to give a, a, it's a sort of off topic, but dealing with the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, in case any of you guys never knew this, you could actually get a, um, back in the day, they used to upgrade computers with like a serial cable. Mm-hmm. The original PlayStation used to have a serial cable where you could connect it in order to update it. Huh. And then huh. after 98-ish, they came out with another version. Like Nintendo's coming out with different versions of their games, um, their, of their consoles now, where they removed the serial port so you couldn't modify it. Well, I had uh, this was it wasn't my original PlayStation. 
but I had a PlayStation that had a mod chip in it. Yeah, I remember those. And yeah. I, we called it the Party PlayStation because it could play downloaded game, like mm-hmm. burned games. And I must have had, I can't remember how I got this thing. I got it off a friend of mine. I think he was moving and he was just trying to get rid of shit. And he gave it to me, I think. Uh, you had It looked like a normal PlayStation where it popped open and stuff. But you had to take like a piece of broken pencil and push in the little button that said it was closed. Because if you had to switch a game out, it wouldn't read right. Yeah. So you had to like basically trick the thing into thinking that it was still closed and then pop the game out, pop the other yeah. one in and do it that way. But I had I played so many games, all the Silent Hills, um, everything. I've had so many. So you're speaking on that. I have that PlayStation now. I got it modded nice. out of Japan. Yeah. And, you, and the one I had modded, you could, you could do everything you said. Plus, you could watch movies on it. Nice. And you could also play games, Japanese versions of the game. So I used to, I used to buy Japanese games and play it on my my PlayStation that was modded because if you, if you could do it with a chip. I don't know anymore. <laughs> like I never thought I could play a Japanese version of the game, but anymore I don't even really pay attention to the story. <laughs> so it's like. It was, uh, I, you know, you skip all the the, the cutscenes and stuff because I just want to grind. Like any more, back in the day, it was all about the story, and now it's all about the gameplay for me. I, I just want something that I can do that I think is fun, and I'll go out and grind for hours and be like, oh shit, maybe I should go. I can't go any further because I've got to go to the story. So I'll do just enough of the story to be able to go out and grind again. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Like we're getting into, oh yeah, alterations, which actually yeah. could swing us back around to the final. Oh yeah, we got a remake. <laughs> um, yeah. because I've been all seeing, the time with this show, I, right? I say I've been seeing a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it bitching. It is. It's bitching. It's, um, <laughs> you know, about how much they've altered in Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, if you honestly didn't expect that many alterations for a six hour original stretch of the game, which was Midgar into 40. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? Right. Like I didn't even know until hell, I think when we started this, that I didn't realize that the remake was going to be episodic. I didn't know we were going to get like a three part trilogy in the final fantasy saga. You know, I I thought it was just going to throw out, you know, I thought they'd update the graphics. I figured it was going to be the same game. I couldn't understand why it was taking so long. I was like, you just got to update the graphics and keep the damn story. But, yeah, if you're going to turn it into a three-part saga, yeah. of course you're going to have to add storyline to it. Midgar was, like you said, six hours, unless you did a lot of grinding, yep. which I did. Yeah, um, you, you, know, know, you know how satisfying it is to be able to use Meteor Rain on level three limit break like it's just like yeah this is one shot and you break I'm oh yeah here. uh the fact that uh okay so let's let's get into the story proper all right so we got final fantasy 7 it starts off there's a train going to a station we guess you know yep. it's very kind of supposed to action supposed to kind of get you worked up you're like oh where something exciting's happening and, and it's kind of a lackluster beginning because nothing really happens it's just right. tutorial stuff right. um like all games, you know, the first part of the game is tutorial. Except um, you definitely, you definitely get the impression that all of soldiers uh, like Cloud and 
others you'll learn about are apparently really good at acrobatics because Cloud is like doing front oh, yeah. off flips and all kinds of stuff. So we got Cloud Strife. He's with a group called Avalanche. He's been hired as a mercenary to go run a mission of basically domestic terrorism. Oh yeah, eco terrorism. Uh, eco eco domestic terrorism. Uh, they're gonna go bl- blow up, and I always called it a Mako reactor, but apparently it's Mako. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about it is, is whenever you realize what Avalanche actually is, if you played some of like the mobile game, what was it before Crisis? I think before Crisis. Yeah. I think you find out in that one that Rufus Shinra created Avalanche. Oh yeah. Or at did. least oh, wow. funded the hell out of. Them. Yeah, he totally like, did. Wasn't he trying to undercut his dad? Yep. Until his dad gets killed by Sephiroth later. Anyway, we're jumping ahead. So, uh, the one thing I noticed immediately is you jump off the train and you're immediately in control of Cloud. All right, you run forward and you're confronted by two soldiers, just regular soldiers. Right. Yeah. Uh, you got and you start your fight. In that fight, once you win, because of course you're going to win. It's the first fight. You know they're going to tell you how to do everything. It's going to be a super easy fight. You level up, and it was the first time I'd ever played an RPG, especially around that time, where you leveled up, and I went to level seven. Yeah. Like, I'm used to being level one. So, like, this one, you're already jumping seven levels. So, they're going to give you, from right out right out the gate, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, well, you know, like in Borderlands, you can't even use your abilities until level three. Right. You know, with this, they're going ahead, and they're like, you're level seven, go kick some ass. Yeah, and I mean, it, just that whole first run of everything, you get Barrett's uh, introduction, you get the... You I learn about some characters and kind of sort of start feeling for them, and then they don't even matter. Yeah, they get unceremoniously off pretty quickly. Um, right before they drop the... Yeah, no fanfare whatsoever. No. It's just... I do like. Well, you also get Wedge and Biggs, which is there's a Wedge and Biggs in almost every Final Fantasy game. Yeah, along with a Sid, um, which Sid doesn't even come in. Wow, I just realized that if we're just doing Midgar, we're not even going to see Sid until the second game easily. Wow, Uh, and he's like my favorite character. You won't see you for your Vincent either. Like you're losing. You're losing even. Okay, is it really a loss for Kate Sid? Either way, it, it is in terms of story. Is, I hate Wait, Kate. Did you not get Kate Sith? Well, you get Kate Sith. Gold Saucer. Oh, right. Yeah. So. And then you find out, of course, he's Reeve. Right. Which, yeah, I didn't. I like Reeve, but I hate Kate Sith. It's a really weird. Like, right. There's um, the, I, I, for some reason, my brain makes the distinction between the two, even like, you're the annoying prick who is doing all this the whole time anyway. I right. should hate you. But yeah, I don't know. I tried, the last time I played through seven, I tried to use Kate Sith and I got. I got into like level thirty, and I was like, "God, I hate you so much," and switched him out. Yeah, um, especially when his ultimate limit break can cause a game over. Right. Yeah. Like, what kind of shitty draw is that? Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I the last time I played, I decided because I'm kind of a big fan of. It's kind of like when I come when it comes to anime, I'm one of those weird guys that likes the main character. Right. Yeah. You know. So Naruto, my favorite character is fucking Naruto. Right. Makes sense. Um, I have a tendency to like the first characters they give you. Um, like with Final Fantasy IX, I just played that not too long ago. I like uh, Zidane. I like Vivi, Steiner, and Dagger. Um, the I don't I don't usually care for the, any of the other ones. Um, 
but I've played seven so much, I decided that, you know what, I need to give these other characters a shot. Uh, back in the day, I used Vincent a lot yeah. um, because I was a dark, brooding teenager and Vincent was a vampire. Um, so I used Vincent and then I realized how shit Vincent was and so changed him out. Um, I've used Red 13 a lot. Uh, I did use, used to use Red 13. And anymore, it's just uh, Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa. So, oh, yeah. I always, I always used uh, Sid for my Sid, third. See, I love Sid, Cloud, too. Cloud, I, Barrett, and Sid. Uh, only because you could always rely on him to completely just, like, not read the room. Oh, right. Like, I love that. He's one of my favorite characters. And he, I did say Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa, but it is actually Cloud, Barrett, and Sid. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like every time something's going on, like they just go through this huge like moment with a lot of exposition, a little bit of emotion into it, and then all of a sudden they look over and Sid's sleeping. He's sleeping like, or cussing. Yeah. You know, you know, he's got the cigar. I, I love his, he's a cigarette. He's a smoker. Yeah. He's just a regular smoker. Uh, I wonder if they're going to even do that because, oh, my God, he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Um, but, like, he's, he's, he's vulgar. He's older than everybody. Yep. Like everybody's in their twenties, and I think he's in his like, he's like thirty-five. Yeah, because I think in the instruction booklet, like Cloud, Tifa, and all of them were like, under twenty. Or no, wait, Cloud was 21. Cloud's twenty-one. I think Tifa is either nineteen or twenty. Yeah, Aerith is like twenty. Yuffie is the youngest; she's like seventeen. So, which if you look at that, because well, I guess we're jumping ahead again, but Nibelheim happened. Five years before the start of the game, right. Cloud was sixteen. Like, there's some child soldier shit going on. Right, like there. he's and he's so little. Yeah. Like he's so small. <laughs> and you like when he's leaving to go join Soldier the next day. I'm like, what are you five? Like and apparently he was, you know, sixteen. Like a fresh faced eight year old right. joining the army. Like, I'm gonna save the world. Well, right. if you look at all the Final Fantasy series, though, you notice all those characters, all the characters in Final Fantasy are young. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, it's a, I don't know. They, they kind of do that. I mean, look at Persona. They're all in high school. Yeah. You know, and there's waifus and stuff like that. It's just like, oh, um, yes, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel dirty, but at the same time, it's a video game, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, Persona, uh, Persona's got some dark shit going on in general. Persona's so. got some just some straight up erotic shit going on in it. Um, as somebody who's actually never played a single Persona game, I yeah, I've been I, wanting to play Persona Five, but I don't know. It's a PS4 game, so you should. It's actually pretty good. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back to Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> so they go and do this domestic terrorist. You get you're done with your first mission. You got to fight the scorpion robot guard thing. Yeah. The um, don't attack when his tail's up. Yeah. Uh, which I know you've played the demo for the remake. Mm. That fight is so fucking hard. They did make it hard. In the, like, that uh, in fight the demo. is so hard in the demo. I'm wondering if that's just a demo thing or if it's going to be, if it's going to translate. I guess, well, you'll be able to tell us tomorrow. I yeah, guess, I can, but... uh, I'll, uh, I'll give you guys an update definitely, like, next time we record. <laughs> um, and I'll update you guys on, on uh, the differences. Because, like, I noticed that Monday, when I turned on my PlayStation to, because we, I use the PlayStation, kind of like my central uh, entertainment right now like right. I watch my TV and I play my games with the exception of you know my Switch which I've been in the breath of the wild hole for ever now I'm still there um, but I noticed like the downloads you know you get the update the notification the downloads happen uh, I got four summon downloads Monday 
Jeez. And I got to thinking, well, maybe they released it early. So I like jumped on it and it was like, no, the ticker's still going. I still got until Friday. Um, but yeah, I've got, there's a bunch of stuff. I got the, the soundtrack downloaded, the uh, cat tar, <laughs> carbuncle. Uh, Wait, what are, are those actual summons? summons. Yeah. Okay. Because so, those came with the game when I pre-ordered it. So they took some stuff. See, I can't remember. Like, I know Carbuncle. I'm pretty sure Carbuncle's been in other games. Yes. Yeah, Carbuncle is general. I only remember. Yeah, general I he comes only in, remember him from eight. He comes right. comes and goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Carbuncle, I think he. Then he do like reflect and, and uh, protect. Shell, yeah. reflect. Ref- yeah. Yeah, yeah like reflect, that. protect, and, and shell or something yeah. like that. And Cactuar, I just love. No right. matter what. <laughs> Quite like, Cactuar. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to have that. Like, are you gonna have a a, can, a monster skill? Can we skill? can we at least have him back in his Final Fantasy VIII incarnation, where he has a, just a gigantic ass Snidely Whiplash mustache? <laughs> I forgot about that. I hate eight so much. We all should. Oh God! <laughs> and I've noticed that people that don't hate eight, the people that absolutely love eight, hate nine. And I think those people need to seek mental help. Um, eight but, is so awful. But can we all agree to the fact that we all should hate ten? I, I never See, like it. I like <clears throat> ten, but I would play Blitzball for hours. Like I got because my brothers and my mother would watch me play Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy ten, and I like I didn't mind. It was one of the first ones we got with uh, speaking, where you actually had speaking roles, where instead of just reading it. Um, you know, the read the te- read yeah. text, uh, they actually talked. Um, and you could definitely tell it was the first one out the gate because, like, the the lines would speed up real fast. Yeah. Oh, my God, that was weird. You know, just yeah. real I fast. Do, and they're like, what the fuck? I do love how people take the Titus laugh from 10 and insert it into uh, sitcom laugh tracks oh, no. to make you realize just how unfunny some sitcoms are. <laughs> like, there's some good ones. If you can look them up on YouTube, they do some with the Big Bang Theory. That oh, are yeah. Perfect. Well, see, I don't. I can't do that because I did like. I like. We just finished Big Bang season oh. twelve. See, I like see, it. I love but, Big Bang. But, but I mean, if you if you go back and look at other sitcoms with the Titus laugh in it, you're just like, yeah, no, I don't know right, I right. Saw in any of these. So you know the thing that I like about Big Bang Theory? Mm. It's, it's over. <laughs> well, no, I love it. It's Sheldon because right now it was still going on. Sheldon be having the the cloud shirt on, or you have, have a Buster Sword shirt on. Final I don't know. I feel like Sheldon would be freaking out over COVID. Like, so? <laughs> like I think if it was still going on, Sheldon would be losing his mind because of the pandemic. Um, so, but swinging it back around to Final Fantasy. Oh my God! Yes, because uh, since you blow up the Mako reactor, and I think it's in—is it not in sectors? I can't remember. It's, I think it's in sector one. Maybe, I think they blow yeah. up the Sector 1 macro reactor. So they do that, and they go back to their hideout, which... Is in Sector 7. Yeah, which ha, is in a it? bar, but at the same time, it's... The way you get down to their hideout baffles me to this day, because I'm like, did nobody ever nope. use that fucking pinball right, machine? Right, the pinball machine. Like, you got to go and click right. the pinball machine. You're in a bar. I want to go to... I've not been to the Cade. Have you guys been to the Cade here in town? Huh. No. I want to go real bad because it's an arcade bar. Right. Yeah. There's no kids. You just got to deal with some drunk people. But I want to go in there because I miss the arcade. Right. And I would love to go in and have a beer 
and play arcade games. Now, I've heard that their selection isn't that great, but who hasn't been in an arcade and seen a pinball machine and gone, holy shit, a pinball machine and played it? Um, and not to mention, like, no one ever finds it weird that the guy with a gun arm is trying to play pinball. Like, right. Is he, he can't exactly hit the other flipper that easily. Um, Barrett, I wanted to get to Barrett because, like, Barrett is very, like, 80s Mr. T in the original. Yeah. Um, playing the, the demo, they cut that back a little bit, but yeah. not much. Like, he so. is still very much just Mr. T missing all the damn gold chains around his neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really hoping that they would kill that. And I, the voice actor I was hoping they'd get, I was hoping they'd get uh, Jet from uh, Cowboy Bebop. Actually, yeah. He has a real good deep voice. I like uh-huh. that guy. Um, I was hoping they'd get him. And he kind of sort of sounds like that guy, but it's not. Uh, maybe it is. Shit, I need to look it up. But uh, So you got Barrett. You get back to... What was it Cloud Cloud Nine or something like? Uh, seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. That's what it was. So you get Seventh Heaven in Sector Seven playing Final Fantasy Seven. We get it. <laughs> it's the seventh game in the series. Um, arguably the best one. Arguably. Arguably. Uh, some say six. See, I'll I'll agree with six being up there. If anybody puts eight, ten, or thirteen on that fucking list, though, like nine no. is not the best. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, Actually, I hate twelve too. I hated twelve. I tried playing twelve. I, love 12. I tried to play twelve so many 12 times. Twelve had some I good characters, 12. but everything else just I hated it. I, I remember cranking out like sixty-five it, hours on that game, and was still it, wasn't even close to the. End. Did you just like it because of the um, the way that you could change classes? Was no, that, that wasn't a problem. Okay, uh, it's just I don't know. It just I got bored of it. Uh, I got it got boring. Yeah, um, I I just wasn't very intrigued by the game. Like I don't know what it was. I just could never sit um, down and play it for stretches at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, that did happen, but that was not part of my hatred for it. I've played plenty of games that have beat my ass into a pulp. Like like I've, the bunny uh, chick. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Fran. Uh, Fran, that's what her name was. Fran. Um, like I I played. I felt so weird. No, because deep. like, have you seen that meme? Like I've played and Demon I have Souls. It. I'm used to getting my ass kicked. Like I, it's not <laughs> Dark Souls. Yeah. Yes. Or sorry, Dark Souls. Yes. I, I'm John used Eric to... Bentley. Oh, is he doing Barrett in the remake? Okay, John Eric Bentley is the voice of Barrett in the remake. Did he? Who else did he do? John Eric. I'm gonna look that up. John Eric Bentley. So yeah. So yes. Once you get bashed over the head with all the seven imagery. RBG just uh, just gave me the name of Barrett. He showed it to me on his phone. So, uh, so then what was it? The next is it the sector two or sector five reactor that you bombed next? Like, I think you're going after five. Yeah. Um, I think they dropped sector four on sector seven. I don't remember. Maybe yeah, sector so two. All I can. It doesn't necessarily matter what order they blow it up. Like because. I mean, the Guard Scorpion was kind of a cool boss to start off with. It looked cool, at least. Kind of impractical, seems like, for a, for a small room. Electrical attacks. Right. Um, but then you get, what was it, the boss that you fight is Airbuster in the next reactor when President oh, Shadow yeah. makes himself known. And it's a two-sided, you know, a, or a fight with half your party on one side. And, or sorry, two-thirds of your party on one side, the other third on the other side. Right. And it looks like a 
glorified like trophy with a vacuum cleaner ass. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that because it was definitely like a hell. I remember the helicopter blades. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the attack on Shinra. Tower. Yeah, because they. Oh yeah, that's for the. Uh, so uh, what was it? Yeah, I think you're thinking of what was it? Hundred Gunner and Heli Gunner. Yeah, from yeah. The attack on Shinra Mansion. Yeah, or that's not what I'm thinking. God of. Mansion headquarters. Yeah, the tower yeah. headquarters, whatever. Oh yeah, so it, which is funny because we're already getting through like Midgar, like like you're really not that far off. We we skipped over what the Don Corneo part where you find out that for some reason and I don't know why they like they hired him of all people to get intel on where Barrett and Tifa are hiding at right which oh, okay. why how the hell does that make sense like any Shinra stooge just dressed up like a regular person who lives in the slums probably could have done it or the fucking Turks well but if you didn't to. have Don Corleo we wouldn't know what Cloud looked like in drag you wouldn't have had to do an asinine squat contest against some dude named Big Bro. Big Bro. Or go in the hot tub with all the, uh, and I'm going to just out and say it, the village people in Japanese form. They do come across. Like oh, the they're so people. the village people, dude. And they're the macho man. You get the thong from them. Yep. Uh, um, and, you know, you have to go the extra mile to get picked yep. by Don Corleo. Uh, you really do. You have to go and get the extra stuff, the wig, the blush, the, well, I can't remember all of it, but, uh, the, you get a thong, you got to get, uh, the dress. To, yeah. You have to do that weird side quest where you do the vending machine quest for the pharmacist. Where yes. It's just like, I want to find out what they have in the hotel. I'm like, how is this your competition? Right. <laughs> like you're, you're a fucking pharmacist. Like you sell, you just gave me a laxative so I could get the cologne from that lady. Right. In the bar. <laughs> like, this is not your competition. <laughs> uh, so, and then you do that, and then, well, that's after you meet Aerith. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, we, we, we just skipped over Aerith. Um, we did, yeah. Aerith, yeah. which Aerith was the name of the character in Japan, yeah. where they took the name, the words Earth, Air and Earth, mm -hmm. and combined them for Aerith, which for some reason translated to Eris. Yeah. Over here, um, and after I found that out, I completely would change her name back to Aerith every time. Which, by this point, though, you're kind of getting the idea that this game's full of translation errors anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of that, especially back in the early days, like in the 90s and stuff. There was a bunch of translation errors. Especially, um, like, talking to that one dude in the pipe or whatever. Uh, this guy are sick. Yeah, this guy are sick. Um, I did find this out, like, because uh, even with anime, there was a lot of translation errors and, you know dubbing doing dubbing vocal uh vocab doing dub work is harder than doing regular uh voice acting mm. because when they do the regular they kind of match your words yeah. whereas with dubbing they have to kind of make it fit right um ooh chili from last night's not not <laughs> doing good with me um so where the hell was I going with that Oh, uh, so in a, I come to find out that everybody in this room knows who Neil Gaiman is, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I found out that Neil Gaiman took the translated version of Spirited Away and rewrote it to make it more eloquent and poetic. Huh. And I was like, oh, my God, that's why that movie is so fucking good in English. Yeah. It's because Neil Gaiman did it. 
I love that he showed up in Big Bang. Yeah, I say basically every everything he does. Um, I've read several of his books. The movie Stardust. Yes, that's Charlie Cox, who is later Daredevil in the series. Um, So if you want to see a baby face Charlie Cox before he's a gritty Daredevil, watch Stardust. Um, But I've read the book um, Stardust. I when I'm I'm a you know with my job I'm caregiver, so I have a lot of downtime, especially if I do overnight. So I read a lot. Um, He also did. it was kind of like a spin of the Jungle Book because he kind of wanted to make it his own thing, and it's called the Graveyard Book. Huh. That's an amazing book. Um, unlike the Jungle Book, it is one solid story instead of a bunch of little ones. But uh, so we we jumped from translation to Neil Gaiman. Well, because Neil Gaiman did translation. Right. Uh, back to back to seven. So yeah, we get. Was it? It wasn't the first Mako reactor. It was definitely the second one where things go awry. Yeah, the shit goes south. I still think they let it blow up because... They didn't care. Yeah, reasons. Um, Plot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Cloud somehow falls all the way from the top plate to the slums, breaks through a church roof, and flowers are magically breaking his fall. Yeah, uh, and here is... Flower Girl. Yeah. Oh, we actually do run into her in the the first reactor when he's trying to get away. You also get the better introduction to the voice in Cloud's head too, like oh yeah, you know, used to get by, be able to get by with scraped knees back then, just like back then, you know, just like you know what back then means, Cloud. Shut the fuck like where, right, where like, is this, where's this coming from in your head? Like you, you get in that introduction that Cloud's not exactly all there, which is kind of it, it's shown up a few times, but now he's actually having conversations in his head. Is that with somebody he clearly doesn't know? Like, um, and then, yeah, that's when Aerith, uh, wakes him up. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at the voice actors for the remake. Mm -hmm. Um, Sephiroth is Superman in the Arrowverse. Really? Yeah. Tyler. Hoshillin. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know his ethnicity. Is he German? Well, he's American, but German. Okay. Um, he definitely looks like El Supermano in as he as his portrayal as Superman, like you know the Mexican super friends and stuff. Um, which I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I just oh, his birthday is September 11th. That's sad. That's unfortunate. That yep. is very unfortunate. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of look up the uh, Cody Christensen, Christian Cloud, uh, Tifa. Because like I know that like Mandy Moore was Tifa. She uh, Rachel Lake Cook. Oh, no, Rachel Lee Cook was Tifa. Uh, Mandy Moore was Aerith. Was she? Yes, in um, Advent Children and in the uh, Kingdom Hearts games. See, I can remember. It's funny because I can remember the uh, voice actor for Cloud was actually some dude who was in a soap opera. Is it Jason Bloom? Maybe. Um, I can't remember. He was also in a few movies here and there. I do want to say this before we move on, especially with voice, because I'm going to look that up. Uh Guess who is Hedegar? Oh, God. Who's John DiMaggio. Really? Wow. Bender is oh, Hedegar. That stupid fucking horse laugh. He's about the only person I can <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Okay, um, right. Sorry. 
Uh, Wait, ooh. who's Scarlet then? Because she has to have an annoying ass laugh. That yeah, ha ha. Yeah. Um. I guess we're gonna get red. Well, yeah, no, that makes sense. Hmm. Uh, red thirteen. Aaron Cottrell. I don't know. Huh. That sounds familiar. Right. I'm, no. I'm gonna click on her. So uh, legally blonde too was the first thing that popped up. Oh. I have no idea because <laughs> I can't stand. Oh, I guess she did voices in 15, Final Fantasy 15. Okay, it's making a little more sense now. It just says T on here, though, like the letter T. Huh. Uh, I don't know. 15 was a shit show. I beat the hell out of it, but I mean, yeah. it was so easy. And I don't know. It didn't feel like a Final Fantasy game. Uh, 15 was definitely like I could see what they were doing because like the turn-based style is kind of dead right people want a little more action and so they tried to do that with 15 but like I do think they took with the remake they took where they failed with 15 and fixed it no they have you you can do stuff with it on your phone at the same time as you're playing, like you can get calls and texts on your phone yeah. when you're playing 15, because I did, because yeah. um, <laughs> so, you get secrets and other yeah. stuff. Um, so, so like 15, I don't know. It just no. it didn't feel like Final Fantasy. Like I was really excited for it because I heard they were trying something new. They were trying to breathe new life, and uh, and it just didn't work. Like, uh, like I said, I beat the game, but I couldn't tell you much about it. I'm trying to think. Cause it, I, th- I find it funny that the remake is focusing so heavily on Midgar, because Midgar, like I said, only a six-hour portion of the game. The only things that you really pull of importance out of the Midgar section is... You get the word Mako. Yeah, Sephiroth's a dick. So, yeah, Sephiroth's a dick. Okay. Know that you don't even know why you just know that Cloud has a hate boner for the guy that you don't find out oh, yeah. until you get to the world map, uh, and then uh, what was it? Genova. Genova. He yeah. Broke, find out about. Yeah, he broke into Shinra Tower to release Genova. Um, uh, who is that? And the Doctor. And um, you find out all the villains that you're gonna have to worry about for the rest of the. Pretty day. much uh, the Doctor. Doctor. Hojo. Hojo. Yeah. I don't know why that was so hard to remember because my one of my good friends in Louisiana. His grandmother, he calls her Hojo. <laughs> um, and I always laughed because it was, hey, it's like the Final Fantasy character. Yeah, so, and you get introduced to them all during the uh, assault on Shinra HQ to try and get Aerith back after she gets kidnapped, which you find the only really sympathetic Turk out of all of them if you've gone through the rest of the Final Fantasy VII media. Yeah. Uh, which is Sang. He is the... Well, kind of Reeve... Well, he's not a Turk, though. Is he, he not? He's, he's the, definitely... Okay, he's just Shinra. See, I think he's the head of public works. That's right, that's right. He's kind of got a BS. Scarlet is weapon development. Hedegar is the over the army. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you get introduced to all of them in Show one us. single... Oh, shit. Freaking... Shadow Hearts, huh? Huh. Yeah. The Hojo was in Shadow Hearts. Right? That's crazy. Wow. He's a minor character. Minor character in Shadow Hearts. Huh. He was a weapons designer. That makes sense. So hey. you're, I, I looked up the thing. Rachel Lee Cl- Cook was Tifa Lockhart. Yeah. Uh, Steve Burton was Cloud. That's it. Steve Burton. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to think of who else. 
but rude. See, that, that was the other one. Rude never says anything. He might be a more sympathetic Turk, but you get introduced to all these guys. Oh, wow. Steve Blum is Vincent. There you go. Thank you. I knew I got. And I love Steve Blum. Yeah. I mean, he, he will forever be Spike Spiegel in my head. Um, yeah, even though John Cho is going to be Spike in the live action, there's no. Huh. Like, Steve Blum that works, has. Steve Blum has the. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Like, the. Uh, when you look and you see, like, if we look at this, yeah, like the, he has the soundtrack, like, where it spikes and stuff. Right. Of Spike Spiegel's last word, bang, tattooed on his arm. That's nice. so dope. Nice. Um, because that's, I think, that it wasn't his first one, but that's the one that everybody went, I want that guy yeah. on my project. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve Blum has done a lot. Because yeah, what was it? Midgar is basically just the big setup for, hey, Aerith is an ancient. She is important. Exactly. Aerith's the ancient. Yeah, um, Sephiroth's an asshole. Let's track him down. Um, and also, for some reason, we keep big murder oh, machines shit. that can run you down on the highway, like Motorball. Right. I, um, so I'm looking at the, the cast of, of Advent Children. And Rufus. Um, I forgot. They do set up Rufus Shinra. I said Mandy Moore was Aerith, but yeah. Mandy Moore was only Aerith in Kingdom Hearts. That's see, Mina Savari was, was that's Aerith, right. Aerith in in Final Fantasy Advent Children. It's funny because oh, wow. I can I can only remember who played Zack because he Rick was uh, the guy in Sin City who was always talking to that other two bit goon named Mister Schlub. Oh yeah, played by Nick <laughs> Offerman. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I can always remember him just because of that. That's it. And then George Newbern. Was Sephiroth? He looks familiar. Uh, so, scandal. Yeah. Know. So we're scandal. we're getting into like, you know, the the characterizations in Advent Children were pretty spot on for the most. Yeah, part. and for, I mean for how they were written in the original Final Fantasy VII. I watched the Spirits Within. Do you guys remember that movie? Yeah. Yes. I remember that movie being awful. It was very horrible. Um, yeah. absolutely awful. So like. I think we as a people just were so horny for something good, like a movie about Final Fantasy. That that's why we got Advent Children, mm-hmm. and even Advent Children wasn't great. No, the, it was just enough to whet our appetites. The anime they did though for Final Order that followed Zack was pretty good though. I haven't seen that. I'm gonna have to look at that. Look that up. I liked it. I mean, I for some reason I was always really enthralled with Zack's character though. He's kind of a, like because I remember they had um, just because he was so important. Play a huge part, but then when you play Crisis Core, you're like he does Crisis so Core, much other shit. Well, he's like the main character, isn't he? Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I thought. And so like they kind of go and give him his due. They kind of gave Zach his due, and you kind of realize too throughout the game because Cloud shows up a few times. Like he was a lot stronger than he ever thought he was. Like, right, you know, like it. It just didn't. His weakling depiction, but like in his own mind, was never fully accurate. Well, I mean, you're that they always say that you are your toughest critic, right? You know, like when I draw stuff, I think it looks like crap, and everybody's like, Oh my god, it's amazing! And I'm just like, All I can see is all the things I fucked up on it, um, you know, whereas other people are like, Oh, this is really good, and I'm just like, "Ah, If you say so, uh, but you're always your toughest critic, and even in this, you know, where you think that you're a weakling, even though Cloud is not. Um, like you basically, you're cloud through the whole, this whole fucking game and, uh, never once he, they, they elect him leader as soon as they get out of Midgar. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they're like, Oh, by the way, you're leading us now. 
Uh, and he's just like, oh, okay. Uh, Barrett steps down even. He's just like, oh, I didn't cut out for this shit. Yeah. And he picks you to, to lead. So, and that's in uh, that little town. Calm. Calm. Yep. yep. That's the first place you go as soon as you get on the world map. And that's where you get the big uh, Nibelheim backstory mm-hmm. as to. He tells the story and you kind of get the sense that Tifa is like, wait a minute. Yeah, this is where Cloud's murder boner comes into play for Sephiroth. Like, yeah. This is why he wants this to happen. And also the fact that you can kind of tell at this point, too, that Tifa realizes that that's not the whole story. Yeah. Like, that Cloud's not all he's cracked up to be. Well, the one thing I did notice with the demo, because I doubt, you told, was it you that told me the demo was out? I think so, yeah. And I immediately downloaded it and played it. Beat the whole damn thing in, like, 20, 30 minutes, because it's just a demo. It's, like, right. literally the first 20, 30 minutes of the game. Um, I do get the sense that just from that demo... That you're getting something's wrong with Cloud immediately. Yeah. Uh, like, he has these weird, like, seizures or something. Like, he, you hear, like, a high-pitched tone that's yeah, almost he, piercing. He does He, like, twitches out a little bit. He does in the original, but it's always, like, this flash of red. Or he has a flashback to something that happened, but you only get, like, a few seconds of it. And then all of a sudden... He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Um, whereas this, it's definitely... You could tell something's wrong, and he's trying to brush it off. Like, he's just like, you know, hey, man, are you fine? And Yeah, I'm fine. Let's go. You know? Uh, but you definitely get that sense. They do play. They're playing that up a lot in this remake. Um, as far as I can tell. I, I won't actually get to play until tomorrow, technically. Right. Because I'm kicking everybody off of everything and, <laughs> and getting on. It's going to be the first time I've played something other than Breath of the Wild in, <laughs> since I started Breath of the Wild. Um <laughs> But, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I was really excited to hear that they were going to go ahead with the remake. But it, it got to a point where they talked about this damn remake so much. It's been, what, 15 years in the making almost? Yes. Uh, you know, I think they started talking about a remake for a PS2. They, they started showing they, – they started off the PS3 launch by showing a tech demo of what Final Fantasy VII would look like on the PS3. That's where it came from. Yeah, and then everybody's like, does this mean remake? And Square's like, no, hold on. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing this. This isn't a remake. Um, showcasing the PS3 graphics. Right? Yeah, we're showcasing these graphics. Um, maybe you should have picked something other than a Final Fantasy remake part yeah. to showcase that. Yeah. Because ever since then, it's just everybody's foaming at the mouth for I mean, this. Final Fantasy VII is a good game. I mean, I it really is. Why people would, would, would question whether you make another version. Um, mm. And then it's been in like production hell. Like even even the release of this game of the the first part of this, it's been pushed back like four or five times. Like it was supposed to be out in March and they pushed it back to April at the last minute. So And this is where I come in as far as my disgruntlement with the whole business model for this game. I love Final Fantasy Seven, but to me Square, Sony are getting greedy with this because so like 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 you said like you said earlier, um, we're only getting like what, fifteen percent of the whole game. Well we don't know. Because it is just the Midgar part. And well, Midgar was like, he said, the first six hours of the game. But what, what, what I'm trying to get to is, we're getting up to Midgar on the first release. We already know that if this is going to be a trilogy or if it's going to be, there's going to be other expansions, 
then those are going to be DLCs. And my issue but is... But are they going to be DLCs or are they going to be actual released games? I don't know. Either way, I, I, I think Sony is getting a little greedy. I don't know. Well, see, another <laughs> thing is, you got to think, with the graphics that the original Final Fantasy VII had, we can put that all on a single Blu-ray disc. That's true. All right? With the graphics that we're used to now, there ain't no way. Right. No. There's no way. Yeah, um, it's going to be 1.8 gigabytes to start. Yeah, like, so. uh, I'll, tell, I'll text you guys in the yeah. morning and tell you how big the game was when I download it. Because it'll tell me, and because I'm not even going to get to play at midnight. It's got to download first. I, I know, like I said, I I kind of dove into because some regions of the world, you bastards, got it uh, about three weeks earlier than the rest of us, oh, which it's not their. That's fault. why people are playing it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's not their fault. It's they got extremely lucky on the draw on that one. Yeah. I wish I'm just jealous because I want to play it. But uh, I have I dove into spoilers because of. I'm sitting there thinking, I know the story for Final Fantasy VII inside and out. I'm just wondering what they added. Well, I my spoilers dove way too far, and I saw the ending, and I'm like, this is absolutely nothing. Is that the ending for just this game, or yes, the game the entirely? Ending, the ending for just this portion. And I'm like, this is already ripping up everything I knew. Well, not everything. It's just, it's completely like... Well, if we're getting a trilogy... They've got to end it with us wanting more. You got to kind of end it in a cliffhanger. See, I think the, well, do we? the I mean, thing the thing with this though is like we already know where it's headed. Like we right? we probably wouldn't mind like the extras they added in. I thought were just going to be little story beats that give you a little bit more humanity on some of these characters. But now you're getting into the portion when like um. I guess not to give too much away, but still, in case you guys want to turn this off for a second, spoiler alert, um, some characters are still alive that shouldn't be. Huh. Uh, are we talking about, like, Jesse Reeves? Or uh, Jesse and, and Wedge and Biggs and shit? Biggs and Wedge, definitely. Jesse is unconfirmed for me at this point. I don't know. Huh. But I'm going back further than that. Like... Zach? Yes. Really? Okay, so from what I gathered, and once again, huge spoilers for the end, because I watched this cutscene and it's been confirmed a few different places and a lot of bitching online. <clears throat> um, apparently you fight these, like, angels of fate or something, and by killing them, the fuck? destroying them upends the entire timeline. So it's, you get flashbacks during Cloud and Sephiroth's final duel in this game. Yeah of Zack fighting off all the soldiers right outside of Midgard. Well, I mean, you do come to find out through the game that it was Zack that fought Sephiroth and lost. Yeah. And then Cloud, Sephiroth is, but, you know, being cocky, and Cloud just kind of fucking stabs him because yeah, he's not paying attention to Cloud. But in this particular portion, though, yeah, this is reflecting back to when Zack gets killed outside of Midgard. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden... Wait, outside of Midgar? Yeah, whenever he it, escapes from the lab in Nibelheim and drags Cloud all the way back to Midgar. Oh, okay. Like a little desert area outside. Uh, where Crisis Core ends, basically. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. So, where Crisis Core ends at, Zack walks away from it. He's fine. He kills all of them. Oh, shit. And the last thing is showing him dragging Cloud's ass, like, you know, hanging him over his shoulder and dragging his ass to Midgar. Huh. And... You know, and there's this weird acknowledgement of, like, the timeline is kind of broken. 
and Sephiroth drags Cloud to this place called like the Edge of Creation, where he's just like. Well, that's like at the end of the game, like in the end of the original game, where you actually fight Sephiroth, supposedly the Edge of Creation. This kind of looks like a uh, an apocalyptic kind of hellscape, but uh, not okay. exactly, not exactly like what you see at the end of uh, like in the crater. Yeah, not like the crater. It's more of like the world is ruined kind of thing. And he's like, this is the end, but it doesn't have to be. He's like... So are we looking at like a sympathetic Sephiroth? Maybe. And he kind of says some of the effect of like, fate doesn't have to be this way. Like, follow me, Cloud, and we'll fix it. Like, together. So like, it's not not even like one of the... I I don't know if they're still playing the Genova reunion and this is one of Sephiroth's mind fucks or what it might be. I mean, Sephiroth... Well, one, you definitely figure out, especially playing through the first game, Sephiroth has lost his fucking marbles. He finds out about Genova Mm. and completely loses his fucking mind. Um, Realizes that he was created by Hojo um, from Genova's cells. So Genova is effectively his mother... (laughs) <laughs> and about as much as mother could be from something that's basically kept in a bio right. tube. Like um, he was, she carried him through a pregnancy, if I remember correctly. But um, and that kind of makes Vincent like his stepdad. Oh shit! Kinda. I mean, when you first wake Vincent up in Nibelheim, he's just like, "Wait, you know Sephiroth?" And just right. like, "Yeah," he's like, "Yeah, he knows he was created." Yeah. Oh well, shit! I gotta go back to sleep. There's more nightmares and sins for me to wear off. Right, like, and then he comes, he comes and gets you. Uh, and see, that's the thing, Vincent, Yuffie. I thought there was one more. Vincent and Yuffie were were optional. Yeah, you didn't have to have them. Nope. I mean, I always felt like I needed them, which is weird because even though I didn't use them, I always needed them just because of the game. Because Vincent's history with Hojo. Right. It makes up a really interesting, like... Story. Layer. Part of the story. Yeah, yeah, layer of the story. Yeah, and yeah. Lu- Lucretia, or yeah, Lucrezia. Yeah, Lucrezia. Yeah, because yeah. I remember you find her... You yeah. get the sub, and you end up finding her in an under... You kind of get a yeah. cave that you can only access underwater. You have right. to find her twice. The first time, you tell her, like, oh, everything bad happened here, and then the second time you go back, it's like, oh, wait, she's either disappeared or she's in stasis or something, and then you get Vincent's ultimate weapon. Yeah, I was going to say that she get Vincent's You guys just made me remember that back in my parents' home, I still have the GameStop strategy guide to this nice. game, to the original game. Oh, yeah. I just I, remembered that. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I have that still in the house. <laughs> I actually did a... Like, like I have it somewhere too. I've made a table mm-hmm. and uh, just out of wood pieces. I built this table myself, but it looked like crap. So what I did was I glued, I cut out pictures and words and stuff and glued it all over this table. Right. And one of the things I used was the Final Fantasy VII walkthrough strategy guide. I cut uh, all kinds of stuff out right. of that. So, By the uh, way, that was the number one selling game, gu- um, game guide of that year too. Yeah, I mean, oh, I yeah. for the longest time, I didn't buy an RPG without a strategy guide because while I would play it without the strategy guide, there'd be times, like, I'd get stuck. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Well, pull out the strategy guide, flip to the right page. See. There it is. Okay, damn, I, it's something stupid. It's, it was usually something stupid that I missed. So part of me thinks they're upending all the Final Fantasy VII lore now. is So that way they can introduce you back to those characters who were the one-offs in, like, a Crisis Core and oh, yeah, okay. the other ones. Because what was it? Genesis. Well, there was a, there was also a Vincent game, uh, yeah, Dirge, Dirge of Cerberus. Which is funny because the only add-in that shows up in 
Crisis Core and Urge of Cerberus, if I remember correctly, is Genesis. Huh. Uh, that character who is kind of like the Yen to Sephiroth's Yang, even though they both go batshit. Yeah. Um, they, they have... Like, you can see that he was obsessed with the play Loveless, which is an in-universe play that yeah. was missing its third act, I think, or something like that. It was kind of like um, the it, it, they kind of took that from uh, Shakespeare's Love's, yeah. Love. But, uh, they, but they completely... Can't think of the name of it. Like, will show you... Like, you can see it in the Final Fantasy VII remake uh, from some of the pictures they've shown that you can see, like, theaters that are playing Loveless. Nice. So I'm wondering if they're trying to upend a lot of the lore so they can figure out a way to bring all those story beats that they just kind of left fucking dangling. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did that because, like, well, one, we have been salivating for a remake. So what did they try to do? They tried to make other games to quench our thirst for it, and it just never worked out because it just made us want it more. Yeah. Um. It, it, uh, like honestly, I can't wait. Uh, I did play the demo. the The game's play in a battle style is turn based, but not. Mm. It's very action oriented, but you can switch through characters. Whereas, like right. with fifteen, you were always Noctis, but you could go and have one of the other characters do something. You could mm. tell them. You could switch it up and look at things from their point of view. But you're always Noctis. Whereas on this, if you want to be Barrett, you can be Barrett. If you want to be Tifa, you can be Tifa. Uh, if you want to be Cloud, you can be Cloud. You can switch it back and forth. And you can, and not only that, you can tell the other characters to do stuff at the same time. So I thought that was actually a really brilliant way to do it. Uh, I was just like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Um, go ahead. I was just saying, it sounds like most games are going that way. Uh, Nintendo has the, the Switch. Um, it's a game, game coming out um, next month um, that's similar to Final Fantasy. It's not Final Fantasy, but I think it has that same base play of um, of, of controlling your characters in, in, in the game. So it was, I was trying to think of the name of it, but I, I, I couldn't. So. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Like I, I'm kind of curious if they're doing this much with Midgar. Like, what are they going to do whenever you start going through... The world, the world itself, because I mean, you've got is uh, it Juno? I because I feel like the way they had it set up, just from the demo, that it might wind up playing a little more like thirteen, in terms of on. It'll probably wind up being like fifteen, truthfully, with everything. I don't know. Up. I hope it's not like thirteen because I hated thirteen. Yeah, like uh, I, I don't think the know, level up system will be twenty that hours way. before you can even get to the damn yeah. world map. That I'm, pissed me off. I'm more or less just thinking of like it's just on rails. Like, that lightning you know. is the most boring fucking character. Ever. You know, thirteen two made her a lot cooler. I see. I hated thirteen so much that when thirteen two came out, I just didn't even give a fuck. Yeah, um, I, I'll tell you, I absolutely hated. Ten two. No, I well yes. Ten two was awful. I ten two was terrible. But I hated snow. Oh, I hated. I, I just hated thirteen in general. Uh, and I tried like I had four different ple- people buy me that game at four different times in my life, and I would take it in and trade it in for the two dollars and fifteen cents GameStop would <laughs> yeah. give, give me. And I hated that game. I'm trying to like. I, I'm hoping it doesn't play that way, but I'm also wondering because the world map basically consists of 
Sephiroth's breadcrumbs. Pretty like, much, you're like, like you're following his trail. The big story beats really don't begin to happen again. Like well, you get to Junon, that's a big one. I love Junon, and get, I'm actually was kind of disappointed to find out that they were stopping in Midgar right. because I wanted to see what Junon looked like. And what was it? Um, God, yeah, the introduction to a few of the other Turks in the uh, Mithril Mines. Yeah, that's before um, Junon, but they're what was it? It's right not back. Sank. back. Uh, Reno. Sang does show up there, but you see him in Midgar. Yeah, Reno. Uh, Rude. Rude. Rude is there. Reno you get to see in Midgar as well, but Elena Elena, is the one. That was the girl. Yeah. And she's she's the rookie. Yeah. Kind of. Is she in love with, like, Sang? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which. Well, it really plays off of, like, the the master apprentice kind of. Hmm. You're so enamored with somebody who's higher up. Yeah. You think it's love? So. Uh, Sang dies. No. No? No. I thought he did. Sang survives his encounter with Sephiroth and Temple of the Ancients. Um, No, I thought he died. Yeah. He does. He shows up in uh, Advent Children. Oh, he does. Okay. You think he dies at the beginning of that, but then he shows up at the very very end. end, Yeah, yeah, where the big fight happens. And you think Elena dies too, but she shows up with him. Right. they, Uh, They pull off. Rufus tries to have his one badass moment. Right. Uh, I like that. I do like, because it, it, it's a side quest. You don't have to do it, but you get Leviathan if you do it. Is Oh, uh, yeah, Wu-Tai. Wu-Tai. Um, and if you start Wu-Tai, you have to finish it, or you have no materia. Because Yuffie starts off that whole side quest stealing all of your materia and running off. So like you have once you start it, you've got to finish it. Yeah, which what you got? Yep. Oh, ten two. Yeah, well, ten and uh-huh. ten two remastered. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I almost got it for ten because, like I said, I liked ten and I liked Anima, the summon Anima. Yeah, that was cool. And getting it and finding out the backstory behind that, it's like the main villain's mother. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. That, I thought that was cool. Because, like, when you go to fight him, if you get that summon and you go fight him for the final battle, like, there's a whole extra little scene where when you summon her, mother, how could you turn on me like that? It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, bitch, you're so awful, your own mother wants you dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, so quote some Dragon Ball bridge there. That's a face, even. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, so you, you follow the the Sephiroth breadcrumbs for, oh, God, what feels like forever through a bunch of towns that don't really add much, honestly. Junon adds something. Calm adds backstory that could have really been fleshed out anywhere else. You literally, that's the whole point of Calm is you go to a hotel and tell a story and then leave. Okay. And... Um, trying to think here. Costa del Sol has nothing except for an encounter with Hojo on the beach, right? Which is cryptic at best. You won't find out what the deal is, and actually, it's purely optional. You can actually screw that up and not get it. If uh, I remember correctly, you can actually like walk outside of town and then come back, and he's not there. You could accidentally skip over it. I think I did once. Um. The, the boat ride from Junon to Costa del Sol, you get another story beat, but I consider that part of Junon. Yeah, you got the, well. I mean, it's kind of like. You, you do fight um, you, you Genova sneak onto again. the boat, yeah. So I consider that part of Junon because it's pure 
leaving from there to go across to the next continent. Right. And then really as far as story goes, you don't really get it. You get more backstory on Barrett when you get to Corel. Corel, and that's outside of... Gold uh, Saucer, yeah. The gold, well, actually, that's the Golden Saucer-like yeah, it's prison. The, the, <laughs> the it, prison camp well, of the Golden of, Saucer. It's the ruins of Corel are down below Gold Saucer, but then it's, I think it's called North Corel, which is where all the ruins are that Barrett's, like town friends who survived Shara's assault live. And then you got to try to save them again, which you can totally fail at with the train thing. Oh, I've totally wrecked that town so many times. Not mean like, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because if you do save them, you get a summon. Yes. I can't remember which one. Well, you get Ultima. Is it Um, Ultima? Yeah. And, of course, you get... I think that's the Master Magic, too. Materia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love them. See, I miss the Materia thing. Hmm. And they kind of brought it back, sort of, but it's just like... The, the skill tree. So, uh, so, like, I don't know. I love Materia. I miss I miss my summons and my Materia. I miss... Uh, it's one of my favorite things is, like, all the loop arounds and, and loopholes that you can use setting up Materia. Mine. Uh, Knights of the Round. Yes. And you can just sit there and use Knights of the Round, like, 400 times in one fight. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... It- but yeah, you basically follow Sephiroth's breadcrumbs for the most part, and he hardly makes an appearance outside of one or two times. Once on the boat from June on, once at Nibelheim. Well, doesn't he show up? He shows up at Shinra Tower. Well, he does. I, I mean, after you get on the world map. Oh, he shows yeah, up, the world map. Because that's how you get the whole, hey, let's kill this guy thing. It's yeah. It's Shinra Tower. But um. then... So you're kind of left wondering still, like, you know, he burned down Cloud's town, but that's really why you're going after he this really dude. He burned like, down Cloud's town, but he, when you get there, it's fine. He freed Genova. Like, okay, so we know Genova's bad, but you still don't have a whole lot of idea. Right. It's a very... See, I, I don't read Japanese, and I've heard that the Japanese version is a lot better. It's, like, a lot more coherent mm. um, because we do have a lot of broken translation errors with ours um so it doesn't flow as well as it would if we were reading it in its native japanese um i hope they kind of fix that a little bit with this remake yeah um i hope they have like a good coherent story because i mean there's some sections neil gaiman comes in and makes it more poetic i don't know (laughs) there's so many sections of the original game that really don't add much of anything except for Right, I mean, yeah. Like, you, you learn that Zack was from Gungaga if, because Aerith realizes that you're talking to uh, Zack's parents at one point. Right, like, well, the, that even whole, that with Aerith, like, there uh, is so much hint about Zack. Because, like, when you go yeah. on the date with Aerith, or when you oh, go yeah. and you're in the little playground with Aerith, uh, the gold she talks about... hugely yeah, important. Yeah. She talks about Zack. And then the golden saucer date is she talks more about Zack and then you come to find out that you basically stole his identity. Yeah. Um, even his clothes. Like, he stole Zach's clothes. Um, yeah, because what was it? When Zach busted him out, he put him in those. And then they went on the run together. And uh, It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like when uh, Lando, at the end of, uh, at the end of Empire, yep. he's totally wearing Han's clothes. When him and Chewie go off to look for Han, he's totally wearing Han's clothes. And a friend of mine always bitched about that. He's like, he's just stealing Han's shit. I was like, well, he did have to kind of leave his home in a hurry and probably didn't think to grab some clothes. So him and Han are about the same size. So he probably had to use some of Han's clothes. 
so I, I, oh, you know, I, I'm just wondering when we get to the next section of this remake, if you already extended Midgar by that much, like how much, and Rayshawn made a very good point. Maybe they're dumbing down some of it. Maybe they are, but there's also potential for a shitload of fluff. Either that or they're going to add in more to these other towns to make you actually give a rat's ass. Right, maybe kind of like a... Like, Calm might serve as more of a purpose other than a hotel where a Sephiroth story gets told. You guys, have you guys seen Samurai Champloo? Uh-uh. It's a, it was made by the guy that created uh, Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, and it's a lot of the same, like Steve Blom. He's one of the main characters and all that. But basically, they're trying to follow... They're trying to find this girl's father. And they call him the Sunflower Samurai. And they're basically just following his breadcrumbs. And they go from town to town and have to kind of like help the town out as they go. I'm wondering if it'll be something like that. We're following Sephiroth's breadcrumbs, but every time we hit a town, something right. fucked up's happened, and we got to try to help. See, I don't think you're going to... Yeah, like the Sephiroth's breadcrumbs thing doesn't even get resolved until you... You fight him in the well, thing. <laughs> disc two, really, halfway yeah. through. Uh, sorry, I mean, what were you going to say here, Sean? No, I, I was just going to add my greatest um, worry and also my greatest geekdom about this Final Fantasy, VII, Final Fantasy VII remake and them adding more things to it that were different is um, if you play any Final Fantasy game, there's always a commonality in certain things in the all the games. Um, Chocobos, right, models. They have, the, they have all that. And if you're also a fan of the MMOs, the online games, the broader story that's out there that people play, then you'll know that technically in the Final Fantasy world, there's one prime place and everything else is a copy of that prime. And so what it's I... It's like the multiverse theory. It is a multiverse. And there's well, like, the multiverse theory, there's a prime yeah. Earth and then there's infinite number of other Earths, right. but there was one prime. They kind of do that with this too. Right. And so my thing is... Except they bring in crystals. Are they in and, yeah. and it's in crystals it crystals are the are the things. They they are the they're like the nodes to the up to the other multiverse. Yeah. I'm yeah. I was wondering if they were gonna introduce the crystals with this remake. Mm. So yeah. seven as far as I know, seven, nine, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, ten I think they say something about it. See because ten is Sphera. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm kind of wondering since we all you know, since the spoilers again happen and Zach's still kicking. Right, like that's so weird. How does that affect the universe that you are playing in right then and there? That see, when you yeah. brought that up, it kind of like you said it's going to deviate. It kind of made me wonder if this was like a multiverse kind of thing. Whereas, right. like, all right, Final Fantasy VII was, was real, that all happened, but this is a different world. Like, I was wondering if that's what this was going to be. Could be. Because, I mean, you. Sephiroth, uh, apparently at the end of the game, takes his one-winged angel appearance where he just has the single black wing. Yeah. Comes at, like Kingdom Hearts when he shows yeah. up in there. Mm-hmm. Who was... I'm sorry. I got to bring this up. You know who voiced Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Lance Bass from NSYNC. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. Lance Bass. The coolest thing he's ever done true. other than coming out of the closet, which nobody was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. When he came out, I was like, I thought everybody knew that. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it took me forever to realize that Haley Joel Osment was uh, Sora. Really? Yep. I don't think, was he Sora in the new one, in three? I think so. I think he, I think he was listed as that. And 
at least the initial cast thing that I saw, I think. I do have to, I have to give props to Kingdom Hearts. I love the Kingdom Hearts series. Um, I've been a fan since it came out and actually was against it when I heard about it. I was like, are you kidding me? They're going to throw my Final Fantasy with fucking Disney characters? Fuck that. And then I saw it gameplay and I was like, I'm hooked. Um, I do think it's cool that dude from Square and a dude from Disney got in an elevator and they got to talking and Kingdom Hearts came out of that elevator. I wish we could have seen some other Square characters making it. Like I, I was hoping for at least a Xenogears crossover at some point. I know I'll never get I that. was actually kind of upset with, with uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 because in all of the other Kingdom Hearts, at some point or another, you get a Final Fantasy character. Yep. Not in Kingdom Hearts 3. I honestly, yeah, can't remember a single one. Uh, yeah, uh, there wasn't. And it was Haley Joe Osment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in Kingdom Hearts three, um, didn't even see because like they changed his name, but uh, and I will have to say this: the only thing I liked about Final Fantasy eight was Squall. Now he was whiny and bitchy, but he had a look. He had a good look, and I loved his weapon, the gun blade. Yeah. That was a cool idea. Um, but yeah, in Kingdom Hearts 1 okay. and 2, he's in it. They call him Leon, yeah, which is another is. character from the game. And yeah. I was like, that's dumb. Yeah. Um, so uh, all I got to say about the gunplay thing, because this is, uh, if you ever watch, what was it, the Spoonie Experiment, watch his review for Final Fantasy VIII, because I used to think the gunplay was pretty cool too, but then mm-hmm. he starts picking at it, and I'm like, no, wait, what the fuck did I ever see in this? <laughs> and well, yeah. it's like, I think Squalls is a revolver. Yeah. Whereas uh, Cyphers is a like a Glock. <laughs> yeah. Well, he even holds it sideways. Right? Like, like, yeah. He holds it like he's a banger, you know. <laughs> so why don't you like the gunblade? I don't like. I just don't understand the practicality of it, oh, along shit. with the pistol grip. Like it just seems like a very odd thing for a sword to have. Like not only that, I, I supposedly it's the. Combustion of the shell, but like the shell has nowhere to exit to cause the vibrations to go through the blade. Yeah. Like, okay. do you have to fucking I mean, really, reload it? I think it's a, it was know, a cool like, idea and I liked it see, because it look cool. when you attacked, you had to do it at a certain time. You hit one of the triggers and you can hit extra damage. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, when you get Irvine and you can do the same thing with every character, like, so, or selfie with her nunchucks, like, get, yeah, you swing that son of a bitch a little harder at the right time. You're going to clock somebody her, mm-hmm. real good. Sorry, I was uh, looking at uh, but, the Kingdom Hearts cast, and uh, anybody from the Arrowverse would know her. Uh, Wheela Holland is Aqua. Huh. So, uh, Mia, uh, not Mia. Is it Mia? Queen? Yeah. Mia Queen? Speedy, yeah. Speedy, yeah. Mia Queen from the Arrowverse is, is Aqua. I so, thought that was cool. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so I'm going back, like, with Irvine, though. He just shoots a gun. How does his critical supposed to happen out of that? Is it like, does he have a contact sense? Is that to do with the friggin' cowboy the, hat? The harder you pull the trigger, like, the, the faster duster. the bullet yeah. comes out, right? like, I guess. There were so many problems with nine. I hated the fact that, like, the it, it, it's one of the problems with RPGs. Because every time you start out on RPG, hmm. the villain, the little monsters that you got to fight to level up in the beginning right. are super weak. They are. And if you have to revisit that place... They're just an annoyance. They're just a nuisance. They're just like, oh my God, really? I got to fight these things again? 
And, you know, in one hit, you can, like, flick them with your finger and kill them now. And especially, like, you go from level 7 to level 62. Right. These things aren't even aren't going to po- cause you any problems. But with 8, those things friggin' leveled up with you. Yep. And it's like, the sewer rat could take you out. Yeah, and I hated no. that. Um, okay. I'm glad they're not doing that with 7. Um, right? Sometimes when discussing eight, I just see red and it pisses me off and I can't. You just start to have almost like a convulsion where you want to punch things. Every time I think about the card bullshit. Oh, I hated that card game. I played the hell out of that card game the first time I went through it. And then by the time I got to the queen of cards, I'm like, this can go fuck itself in every way. Right. Like I hated that game. Makes up her own rules. Like, I don't feel like playing with these rules. Let's do one from this other region. Like we're not in that region, bitch. Stick with the guidelines. Stick with the shit that I learned. Um, I see that's the thing is like that's seven seven doesn't have like a, a side card like a mini game no the, the biggest thing they have is gold saucer where you can actually basically well, replace you got the bits. condor tower or condor mountain condor. oh that's right yeah fort condor fort condor and then there was another one that was similar I can't remember but there was like two spots it did have a couple of mini games uh, but the golden saucer had like where you could redo the uh, snowboard, the snowboarding, yeah. or the the even the bike, yep. the bike scene. Um, you could do the the submarine stuff. That was fun. Um, I gotta say the one thing I absolutely loved about the game toward the end is at the end of the second disc when you parachute into Midgar and you're going and you basically end the rest of Shenra right there. Oh, yeah. Rufus died before you get... Well, sorry, didn't die. He got severely injured and, like, crawled his way out of the tower like the slug he was. Oh, yeah, he was just <laughs> a um, cockroach. By Diamond Weapon, who attacked the city. But you end Shenra right there, and the Turks fight is completely optional. Doesn't matter. Yeah, no. you, can, you, you both just look at each other and go, I don't feel like it right now. Pretty but, much, yeah. I always just kind of... All right, I'm just leaving. But you kind of, at that point, realize Hojo was always the main villain. Mm-hmm. At but, least for Shinra. Yeah, well, I mean, it's because of him that he made Sephiroth. Yeah, he made Sephiroth. Genova. Uh, he, he did all the experiments with yes, Genova. He purposely wanted to see Genova reunite. Right. Which means Sephiroth had to have his way. Well, see, that's the thing. Mad scientists always have the most fun. Oh yeah. Even when you find him, he's using that gigantic cannon to fire as many Mako or Mako shots at the crater that he can because he's like Sephiroth needs the energy. I gotta help my son. Like, dude, fuck off. That's one of the things I love about because I always have a soft spot for the mad scientists. Mad scientists are having the most fun. They are just having the time of their life, even when shit is going completely sideways. Science, mad scientist creates a zombie virus and zombie outbreak is happening. They are having a blast because it worked. And the funniest you know? thing, though, is that Sephiroth has zero respect for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. He, every time Sephiroth refers to Hojo in the game, he calls him like a second-rate scientist. Yeah. Like someone who is just only fit to ever stand in the shadow of Professor Gast, who was Aerith's father. Right. Yeah. Like, it was... a. Uh, yeah, the whole thing is hilarious. It's like, your your son hates you, but yet you're the reason the world is almost ending. Right. Not once, but twice. Uh, because of Dirge of Cerberus. He's the main villain in that. Yeah. Um, 
Where does Dirge of Cerberus take place in uh, the timeline? It takes place after Advent Children. Oh, because okay. Because so Geostigma has been cured. Uh, Hojo survives? No. He uploads his consciousness, but oh. then he's trying to transfer it into the Very body. Very Arnim Zola. Yes. Okay. So he's trying to transfer it into the body of Whis, the leader of Deep Ground, who is comatose for reasons I have no idea why. Because <laughs> of plot. Yes, sorry, because plot. Um, yeah, so he shows up and somehow is able to project himself digitally by the end of the game before you finally end him again. Right. And that's when Genesis makes his reappearance when he takes Weiss's comatose, maybe dead body, and is like, no, we no. have use for you, we can save this world, and then <laughs> disappears. And you're like, you tried to end it before, you dick. Like, right. where are you... Genesis is my daughter is going to have a blast finding out if they do tie in Genesis character like hey yeah. there's a character named Genesis yep sure is yeah uh, I, I I don't know like I'm hoping they tie up those threads because for some reason I found myself really interested in Genesis even though not that big a part I mean Crisis Core well you did talk huge. about how like you the Fifty Shades of Grey how the the lawyer was instantly the most interesting character yeah in the, and I forgot to mention one of that too the private investigator from the second one has to be the most unethical son of a bitch ever <laughs> well PIs usually are well but. I mean he builds he builds <laughs> dossiers on these people that for all he knows are going into sex dungeons like that's it he's like I want you to know everything about this woman before you take her into your servitude with your contract that has a clause on like you know fisting like I, <laughs> it does I was going to say banana play but fisting works oh, even better that, I, that I just remember yeah, I just remember <laughs> that line from the first movie I'm just like this is why the lawyer is the best character see yeah. after I got eye raped with Twilight I swore I would never let something like that happen again and I still don't know shit about Fifty Shades of Grey well, would you like to know something fun about Fifty Shades it started off as Twilight fan fiction did it really yep. uh, see now I'm even more happy that I did not get into that uh, the closest to erotica I ever got was the Sleeping Beauty trilogy by Anne Rice under yeah. the pen name Anne Rocklier. Yeah. Um, and I only got through like the first book and a half. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck this. This is so <laughs> gross. So, yeah, this, this is like my downfall with any of these things. It's like, I should hate some of these series and some of the offshoots from them. But then you introduce a secondary character, whether it's one throwaway line or something that I'm like, Wait, hold on a second. Tell me more about this guy. Right. Like, so yeah, Genesis is one of those. Hell, I don't. Weiss never fucking moves in Dirge of Cerberus until the end when you realize he's possessed. He's not even Weiss. I'm like, I kind of want to know what what's this guy's deal. Yeah, what the hell's going on here? Uh, see, I played Dirge of Cerberus, did not beat it. Uh, I played Crisis Core, did not beat it. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other tie-ins. Genesis was the final boss of Crisis Core. Kind. I mean, like, it's not the final fight, but he's the Wasn't final Wasn't there a friggin' boss. handheld, or a phone game? Yes, that was uh, before Crisis, where you play as the Turks. Okay. And you, you're basically investigating the rise of Avalanche before you find out Rufus was behind. behind so it. which one is the one with the um, dark, um, the guy who wields dark energy or whatever? Uh, that could be Dirge of Cerberus. I was going to say, I'm thinking, yeah, I think you're thinking of Dirge of Cerberus. Vincent has the chaos. I, I, I remember I it was just like a third-person shooter, and it, I was just like, this is It was. Odd. It was, yeah. Because you had that weird. triple gun, <laughs> like, like triple-barrel gun. 
Yeah, um, which was the Cerberus. It was the song yeah, the of, Cerberus. Um, the song of his gun. Um, I felt like because especially playing Dirge of Cerberus, I felt like they were trying real hard to make him Vash the Stampede. Yeah, like they were trying real hard to turn him into Trigon, and sure. I was just like, mm, no, I'm good. <laughs> That so, night was about that time that the Twilight shit was coming out, and yeah. I was just like, you know what? I'm over vampires. <laughs> yeah. So I, I kind of feel like with the remake, they're trying to bring all these story elements back in. Like they're gonna Maybe. try and they're gonna try and explain what came before, what came after, while showing you what happened in the middle. Hmm. Maybe I'm hoping because I don't know. Because I mean, if they turned. If they've turned the six hours of Midgar into a 40-hour game, what about the other, like, 30 hours of overworld that you play? If you just play just the story, you've got at least 30 hours of, of open world, open map. See, I could I could deal. If they, if they cut some shit out, like, um, part of the reason why I mass level my characters mm-hmm. is because the first time I went through the game I fought Demon's Gate in the Temple of the Ancients oh pissed my me god. off yeah, me so too. bad that's why I do it too because Demon's Gate oh my god yeah. that boss sucks great gospel, if you're not leveled up real right. high yeah great gospel meteor rain and fucking Unger Max and I'm done bitch like he's gone and walked around right like yeah I don't yeah. fuck around with Demon's Gate so um, but, I don't know if you guys noticed this on the 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 uh, like if you get on the PlayStation yeah. right now, download seven, the original seven. Yeah, you know there are cheater buttons now. There are. They put an easy mode on. They it. put an easy, not even an easy mode. You can pause the game. L one R one L two R two all four. If you hit them and pause, do something different. One speeds the game up. Yep. Where you run around real fast. And I do that when I'm on the overworld. Yeah. Like, I just run around. I use the, the double time. or Really, tri- really good for grinding. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, it is real good for grinding. I use it. You have 99s, which every attack you do does 9,999 damage. And there's another button nice. that gives you instant limit In, break and healing. Yeah, instant limit, oh, yeah. break, limit break. Oh, not instant limit break and healing. Invincibility. Oh, yeah, that's true. You get hit, nothing happens. You use magic, nothing happens. I found these buttons on accident. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why are all my people on limit breaks? Why are they not getting hurt? What the hell did I do? And it took me forever to figure out that I had paused the game, set the controller down to go do something. One of the buttons got hit while yeah. I set the controller down and came back and everything was screwed up. Um, so it took me forever to realize how to do that, yeah. how to fix that. But yeah, there's a, there are cheater buttons on the pause menu. So one thing I can definitely do with that it's also a temple of the ancients related because oh my God. most of that shit just didn't need to happen now that I think about it. It was like it the, was a huge puzzle and the, it just drove you crazy. The puzzles some of the puzzle stuff I can do without, but like the big rolling boulders that you had to stand in the perfect oh, spot on yeah, or get drug all the way back, you can do without that. I can also do without the Scooby-Doo ancient chase. Yeah, where you gotta go in this <laughs> yeah. door and out that door and where in this got, door. Yeah, they keep running in and throughout doors. <laughs> and then when you finally catch them, like, you know, okay, great, I got a save point there and stuff now, too. But when you first encounter one, 
you realize they speak like Ewoks. Yeah. One actually says nyub nyub. <laughs> right? And I'm, yep. and I'm kind of sitting there. I'm like, oh, look, it's Wicket. You got a beard now. <laughs> hey, but, my dog's name is Wicket. Right? Like, I'm. see, I like Ewoks, but those ancients, right. and by the end of it, I'm like, I'm glad you guys are extinct. Fuck you. We were born like, after <laughs> that time period where, the, you know, the, the Ewoks split. So, yeah, yeah we, we all love the Ewoks. Well, so, do you, you like the Ewoks, don't yeah, you? Yeah, Ewoks are nice. Yeah, exactly. Ewoks are great. So, um, so yeah, I, I, there's certain things like that I can do without. Like, I was extremely interested to hear the lore of the ancients, but I didn't need to have all that shit in between. Right, exactly. So, um, yeah. And then, of course, you know, you, once you get to... They are. I'm pretty sure they will. Nice. <laughs> It'll flash up on screen right before I start playing it. Fuck you, Cody. Like, like, <laughs> we added in three... This is just to piss you off. We added in three sections. The yeah. Scooby-Doo chase. Yeah, we added in three sections of this, and if you look closely enough, you can see Shaggy and Scooby in one frame. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to say this. The remake is beautiful. Oh, the, God, yeah. Visually, it is beautiful. Um, Cloud looks great. Everybody looks just amazing. Um, I am going to miss my blocky, my blocky, you know, three-dimensional... Characters <laughs> running around. Everybody looked like Popeye. Basically, yeah. Popeye with Cloud with the one big pointy spike in the top. You know. I'm gonna miss my yeah. Oh yeah, they they they, uh, they gave her a breast reduction. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of on purpose though, because I mean that just her. I mean, I get fan service, but Jesus, right? She had to tonsters, man. Well, you know, it shows differently on eight bit. HD right. now, so I, right. I understand. <laughs> I well, I mean, understand. even Laura Croft got a breast reduction. There you go. Yeah. So actually, <laughs> made her proportional. That's right. Um, I loved when uh, playing Tomb Raider, you'd climb up and her tits would come up first. Right. She was just like, huh, huh. you know, my adolescent brain. Which, if we want to take this Popeye thing even further, on the sailboat going from Junon to <laughs> when Barrett is in the sailor outfit, I'm yep. like, yeah, uh, that's what I'm talking it's about. It's Barrett the sailor, man. Every, <laughs> every time he talks, I'm like, hey, you're scared. Like, just, yeah, I could just, I could just hear it. Like, I, what, did you think having arms that size was normal? Like, <laughs> I loved the, uh, what was it? Was it a family guy yeah. joke? Or like, those are tumors. And the way you're talking, you had a stroke 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah that's what he just goes. Very scary. He just goes, yeah, I give it about six months. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that family guy basically can poke fun at everything because it basically is just making fun of pop culture. Right. Oh, yeah. um, and everything's a pop culture reference. But uh, yeah, the, I don't know. I mean, we're we're completely in a remake culture now, though. I know, and it's starting I mean, to get aggravating. Um, I mean, movies have gone that way. Uh, Resident Evil, I think we're getting the whole goddamn kit and caboodle now. <laughs> we're going to just have them remasters oh, yeah. and remakes. Yes, remakes. I, I mean, see. honestly, with Resident Evil, I, say that. I could kind of see a remake, but being more... Uh, I just finished. Tied to the games, like the actual story of the yeah. games. Because, like, with the original Resident Evil... Um, it was basically its own thing. Right. Like, yeah, we got Umbrella and the T-Virus and all that, but they kind of made their own story. 
loosely based off the first game, mm. but like maybe we go through Resident Evil and we get stars and yeah. we get, you know, we actually get the first game. Um, still haven't and they've found remade out. that first game like what twice now? Yeah, we still haven't found out why Chris Redfield goes from like me to which is scrawny as shit to Dwayne to, the uh, Rock friggin' Johnson. Well, yeah, dwarfing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, he's huge in the five. See, five, I played all of them to five. Doesn't he shrink? Skipped six and played the hell out of seven because seven has nothing to do with any of the other games. Doesn't he shrink in seven? He shows up at the very end. Chris? No. Yeah, Redfield. Does he? Yeah, guy on the helicopter. I don't remember that. Yeah, he says his name is Redfield, and people have confirmed, like, that's Chris Redfield. I'm like, you got to be kidding, because he looks tinier now. Like, did he just... I don't know, maybe. Cause he might have gotten the, the like Laura that, Croft, yeah, Tiff, and Lockhart. Well, that, that fucker started skipping arm day, apparently. Apparently. He's, yeah. He misses serving the tea bites. Because <laughs> it's sure as shit not Claire. Like, it's a... Uh, right. Which... I will say this in the movies. Great casting on Claire's part. Yes. She's hot. I can't remember her name, though. Isn't it Allie Larder? Allie Larder. Yeah. She's the one with the whipped cream bikini and varsity blues. That's the one. Yeah, the triplet, quadruplet, centuplet. You know, there's just, you find out they're just cloning her. Um, But I I guess with these story changes too, though, like if they want to, if they want to remake Final Fantasy VIII, mm, mm. no, 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 hear me out. All right. Get rid of the draw system. Oh, God. Please. Please. Uh, Actually have Squall speak in... Like, I verses was, that don't always end in ellipses. Don't always end in ellipses? Yeah. Don't make him so damn whiny. Yeah. And then he's completely codependent on Riona. Right. Like. And not only that. It's like Twilight in reverse. Some of the story beats irritated the shit out of me, too. Where it's just like, oh, the Guardian forces you use make you all have amnesia. And you're like. Oh, Wait. by the way, you guys were all in the same fucking orphanage and grew up together. But for some reason, you don't remember each other. That was one of my biggest gripes. I hated like, that. They took away any kind of individualism and backstory to basically be like, well, see, your, what was it, orphanage runner's husband took you all out to train you as child soldiers to kill his wife one day. <laughs> I hate it. And you're like, wait, uh, I haven't touched that game since the first time. <laughs> that game sucks so bad. Which, I mean, that's a good business model for collecting on life insurance, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what the shit? Right. Not to mention the final boss. I get kind of tired of her because she speaks in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. Well, I got to hear it now. What was the reference? We What's the reverse, reference? Reverse Carol Baskin. Is that where you're going? Nice. Yes. Reverse Carol Baskin. <laughs> yes. Ah, fuck that Carol Baskin. <laughs> allegedly. Actually, not. I don't even know mm. if allegedly works. Like, I, I got to admit... The thing that stands in her favor is that Joe Exotic said it. It's like anything well, the, that guy no, says, the, I'm like, nah. That's the only thing in her favor? And then why the hell did you just randomly bring up, well, the only way to feed somebody to a tiger is to cover them in sardine oil. Uh, bitch, we were talking about Joe Exotic. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Apparently somebody let something slip. Yeah. She is being investigated now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey. Can we just admit, just off topic, real quick, that everybody in Tiger King—they're just all awful people. They—they are. They're, there's not a like yeah. when the the drug cartel smuggler okay. comes out looking the cleanest. 
there's something very wrong in the tiger collector world. It's funny because like the first time I watched it, I'm like, Carol Baskin comes off to me as being the most reasonable in terms of her mission with the tigers. But it's all but, fake. Like, See, that's the thing though. I'm like, oh, she has a... They all I, just want to be the only game in the tiger world. Like, Yeah. So, I mean... Way off topic, but Super yeah. Off topic. The, <laughs> but it kind of goes with our what what's going on. Yeah, you know? with, with Final Fantasy, I guess. Yeah. Like, Honestly, if COVID nineteen hadn't happened, I don't think anybody had given Tiger King a second fucking look. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and, uh, see, I can remember Joe Exotic's presidential run. I do remember that. Well, see, I started hearing about the Joe Exotic thing like two years ago on yeah. last podcast. And we are so off topic, but I was about to say, let's go back to part. Yeah, uh, but well, yeah, like so, it was that. fun to kind of watch it because I learned all of that beforehand. And the cra- the more shit that came mm. out, the crazier it got. So y'all want to see some shitty transitions? Then oh yeah, let's do it. Speaking of Final Fantasy VII and Tigers, Red Thirteen is great. <laughs> see, that's not that <laughs> shitty. Right? That's the see. I like. I did like. Let's go into characters. All right, we've all played seven. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? I like Tifa. Tifa? Boobs. No, the monk. <laughs> she's a monk, man. I love I loved monks back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah she was a monk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's definitely a monk. I used to play a monk. It's a fighter. Monk, yeah. fighter, same thing. Well, uh, in the RPG world, yeah. the same thing. I I don't know. Like, I enjoyed, uh, well, Sid, Honestly, I was Sid, say, Sid and mine. Barrett put together were great, but Sid was always my favorite. I uh, said Sid and Red Thirteen, uh, especially because when you find out, like when you first meet Red Thirteen, you think he's older, he's kind of wise, and then you find out he's a fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. He's a child, uh, even by his people's standards, he's a child. Uh, he's kind of the Yoda of the group because I mean. Mm. Isn't it like 500 years later at the very end of the game? Yes. And there's Red 13 with his offspring? Yeah. Uh, where the fuck did they come from? Exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll explain the uh, female of the species that managed to stick around. Right. Um, and I did love, I, I loved Red's, because like, isn't Red 13's backstory optional? Uh, wait, no. Is it not? Or well, no, it's not, because the first time you get to Cosmo Canyon and he calls his father a coward, that's when... Yeah, but I thought you didn't have to resolve that. You do. Do you? Yeah. Okay. He takes you through that cave, and then uh, easiest boss fight ever, by the way. Oh yeah. That X potion you pick up, you just toss it at him, kills him one hit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I still remember all the ins and outs of that. That fucking cave, those spiders. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. So. Um. Although, again, introducing a random ass character that kind of want to know more about Bugenhagen. Oh, I love Bugenhagen. He has no fucking legs. Does he? I, he and just he just floats. floats. Like, I wanted more explanation on that. Right? Wow. Like, why does this motherfucker not have legs? Uh, and he's just floating around. And Reeve also lets it slip at one point that he was on Shinra payroll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, Reeve is Shinra. Yeah. So, I mean, Reeve lets it slip, though, that, like, Bugenhagen is... But Bugenhagen, well, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, Bugenhagen was uh, Shinra. Like, he was... Yeah, I can see that. There's a little more to it. But, I love the the I kind of what I hope they keep the huge materia, yeah, because that was fun. Like going out because you could fuck that up too. Yep. Like you could totally miss the one on the rocket, which was the summoning one, which was what, what came uh, out of that? Titan. Wait, no, no, that Titan you get in Gungaga the first time. You're oh there. yeah. 
um, you, you just get the master materials out of those. So the master magic, master, master summon. summon, master command, and the other one. Where did you get Bahamut Zero? Bahamut Zero you actually get out of the master command material, if I remember correctly. It's the big blue one. You walk up to it, and you investigate it closer, and Cloud says, is that Bahamut? And you, yeah. And you grab it. See, I like Bahamut. Bahamut's cool. Um, all right, so... I like I said, I like Red 13 and Sid. You like Tifa. You like Sid and Barrett. What about summons? Uh, oh. wow. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of summons. There's a lot one. of cool ones. I mean, right? They 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 kinda they kinda give them well, okay, like in the original game, first summon you, you're able to get, first summon materia is Chocomod. Yeah. From the Chocobo Ranch. Right. Um I love that one. And then <clears throat> it's it's a wind. It's yeah. a wind summon. And it stuns. Yeah, and it stuns. And then after, you know, you first you get the model riding the Chocobo. And, uh, you know, when he, everything hits, he's there and his eyes are all goofy. And he's all knocked out. But then later, I can't remember what happens. But for some reason, you just drop a fat Chocobo on everything. Yes. <laughs> That's, I think, I can't remember exactly. It pops out occasionally, but I think it's mostly on stuff you stun or when you get it to a certain level maybe i, I oh, can't yeah. remember it um i always liked odin odin because odin cool he's got he, that six-legged stallion he either does damage <laughs> yes. or he just kills that. the lesser enemies yeah like if they're lesser enemies they're just dead or if it's a bigger enemy he throws the spear yeah. that's cool um what what game did yojimbo show up in? because i don't think he's in seven yeah, it's not that one He's not in seven. I think he's in nine. No, I think he's in eight. Oh. I don't remember you, Jimba being in eight. He's in one of. He's in eight. Had a lot of dumb. Uh, I shouldn't say dumb ones. They had some that were. Because I mean, like the first thing you do in eight is go get Ifrit. And how do we say that? Okay, I've always said Ifrit. Is it Ifrit? I think so. Ifrit, because well, it's always Shiva or Shiva. Ifrit's the first one you can acquire, but not the first one you get. Who's the first one you get? Uh, Shiva and Quetzalcoatl. Okay. Yeah, or the, you know, uh, <laughs> was it Picklebird or whatever. The, the, <laughs> you know, it, which, of course, named after, I believe it's an ancient Aztec deity, if I remember correctly, which Quetzalcoatl, the Thunderbird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's an Aztec, Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. Uh, snake. Wingsnake. Wingsnake yeah. bird thing. So then you can get Ifrit, and then for some reason Headmaster Sid and all of his fucking just good decisions gives you a weird broke ass lamp that you can rub that has the devil in it, which is Diablo. Mm-hmm. Which funniest thing about that was I had selfie in that fight and her limit break came up. And the magic I drew was called the end. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, what's this do? Instantly ended the fight. You all of a sudden just see this field of flowers pop up and the sun's out. And all of a sudden, Diablo just goes, I give up. I'll join you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, my what? bad. It's like Yo, Jimbo shows up. Yo, Jimbo shows up in 10 for the first okay. time. Yeah. I liked Yo, Jimbo. Yo, Jimbo was the shit. Um, what? Go ahead. My no, I was just, just going to say it. I played so many Final Fantasy games with sons. I've I've got them all mixed up in my head. So. All right, so okay, let's just we don't gotta go with just seven. Who's your favorite summon? <laughs> my favorite summon summon um, back in the day was uh, 
was it Bohemoth, the dragon? Bohemoth? Oh, Bahamut. 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 Yeah. Bahamut. I love that. I love that summon. And um, I also like Ifrit. And, um, yeah. And um, Sosonu is another one that I liked in the Final Fantasies. What one did that come in? It's the, uh, I don't remember which one it comes, but it's the, it's basically um, like the dark, mm. the dark summon. The See, strength. I like Anima from 10. Anima was yeah. just shit. The, the really. strangest distinction in 7 with their summons was that the only one that hit more than once was Knights of the Round. That's true. Knights of the Round mm-hmm. hit, was it 12 or 13 times? Something like that. It, it's once for every night of the yeah, round table, it, counting King Arthur. So it almost does as much damage as Omni Slash. Yeah, I loved Omni Slash because I will go to. Uh, oh yeah. Especially once you get the ribbon, as long as you don't spin that ribbon where it breaks your accessories. Yeah. You get that ribbon. You oh. can survive through the. Uh, oh, you can coast. Oh yeah, like you can it. just coast because I mean it, it'll keep any kind of status ailment off of mm-hmm. it as long as you don't break your accessory. Uh, it's it, you're just glide right through those. Uh, that's how I ended up with Omni Slash, and uh, as soon as you can get to, um, yeah, Golden Saucer. Right. No Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was it? it? It's funny because the limit breaks were really the those were the ones you wanted. Like, yeah, right. In you, seven, like the the summons were great, but until you got knights of the round, you had no idea what power was when you had a summon. Right, like well, I mean, you right. kind of get the idea because I remember uh, when I first started getting the summons, I overused them. Like I would use them as soon as I could, and then like, I didn't have them for the rest of the fight. If you had a fully, until you level them up, you know, and you get if you had a fully them. leveled up Comet material where you had Comet two, and that thing could do nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage, it was already more powerful than most of your summons. True. Um, True. So I Ultima. Yeah, and the um, well, knights know. of the round, like the, knights of the round, and Alexander, you have to basically do the Chocobo game. Yeah. The Chocobo breeding game to get those. And I love, and I hope they have that. Like, I yeah. really, I'm not going to mind grinding out some time to try to get me a gold Chocobo if they keep it. Yeah, what was it? Tifa's limit break, if I remember correctly. Like, all of them had limit breaks that could hit. But Tifa's for, hit a lot. Yeah, hers hit at least eight times. Because if you have two levels per, or sorry, two tiers per level. Mm-hmm. Then you had eight of the uh, roulette wheels. Yeah, to I love run that. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Cloud, of course, 15 times, 18, something like that. With something like that with slash. slash. Uh, Catastrophe with Barrett was another that was a good 10 one. at least. Cloud had a couple that hit more than once, though. Yes, Meteor Rain. And Meteor Rain. Um, finishing Touch would automatically kill a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Blade Beam could hit multiple enemies. That's what it was. It would hit one and then send a smaller thing out and hit two more. Or a couple more. Sid had High Wind for his ultimate, which hit like ten times. Yeah. Um, See, they kind of played that up too yeah. much in 9, where it like became all about the... And in 9, they called it the Trance yeah. instead mm-hmm. of the Limit Break. Uh, and they... Cujo. Cuja. Cuja. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gets his trance and like, you know, when you get it, it's a limit break. Once you use it, it's gone. Yet this bad guy is just there. He just stays there at, at trance. And it's just like, you got to fight him like that. And then it turns out he's not actually the bad guy. He's act- I don't know. Yeah. Some of the, some of the storylines are very convoluted. <laughs> yeah, there's another 
to about eight. Um, the limit breaks are fucking terrible. Oh yeah, they were they were absolutely awful. And squalls pissed me off more than anything because it's just like, oh good, I have the ultimate sword. I can do what was it, Lionheart, which is his omni slash. And yeah. then it's just like, no, I'm gonna choose this shitty blade beam one, blade beam rip off. <laughs> it's like, no, I did the work, motherfucker. You're gonna do this one. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think I am. Yeah. You know, or Zell's moves just pop up at random and it gives you a timer. Um, Irvine, just keep tapping R1 as fast as you can to use the ammo you want to use. See, I don't even remember. Like, you know, you remember more about 8 than I do. I just remember how much 8 sucked. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> because I have... My brain has the uncanny ability to remember everything in detail for what I love and also what I hate. I actually pulled Riona out of my ass earlier. Like, I said Squall, and Riona just kind of popped in there for a second. I was like, is that the right name? Uh, Yeah, I just pulled that out of my ass. I have no idea. I I can barely remember. I remember Yuffie. She's the only other one I can remember. Wasn't Squall more popular than Squall? Well... Okay, not among the fan base. Okay. Um, however, I will say that that fucking song from A, was it Eyes on Me? I don't the one, remember. See, yeah. It got its own song, which was very, I don't know. It's kind of where they got the idea. I think that I think love. I remember that now because that's where uh, Kingdom Hearts got the yeah. idea. And they have that uh, love amazing song yeah. for Kingdom Hearts, which mm-hmm. like once it's in your head, you're like, I've got to fucking listen to it or it won't go away. Right. Um, it's pretty good. And still, it's a great song. And uh, uh, the one from Final Fantasy VIII? No. Like, no. I I know there are a lot of people who would argue with me on this, but my hatred for Final Fantasy VIII, it, it's actually, that's where Final Fantasy started going downhill for me. I hated eight. Like nine. Nine was fun. I liked nine. And not the greatest game, like I said, but it was fun. I hate ten. It was I more, really nine was cutesy. It kind of went back, because remember how, like, even in, in six... You had cutesy characters. There were cutesy moments. Right. And then once uh, Square and Nintendo made up, um, once Square and Nintendo made up, Square put out a bunch of Nintendo-only Final Fantasies, the yeah. Quest, the Crystal Quest or something yes. like that. Um, yeah. They had a couple of them. I, I never played because at the time I didn't have a Nintendo. Um, oh, what were those? But they were cutesy. So nine kind of harkened back to the cute stuff. You know, you got the monkey boy with the tail, who's a thief, and he's kind of a scoundrel. And then... Um, and even the designs. VV, yeah. which is probably one of the most cute characters in all of Final Fantasy. Um, my kids know who VV is. They don't know where he came from. Um, uh, even Steiner, the, the hard-ass knight, he's still kind of got a cutesy yeah. look to him. So they kind of harken back to, like, the old days with Nine. And then Ten, they tried... New stuff. Yeah. Right. And uh, I know you rolled your eyes as soon as I said 10. Uh, I liked 10. Um, I have no hatred for anything between 7 and 10 I except will, 8. I will say this. The level up system was good. The orbs, the... Yeah, that was yeah. that was new. That was... It was different. interesting. Some of their summons were cool. Uh, I hated the characters. I cannot rally behind any single one of them. The yeah. Meg Ryan lookalike main character or whatever. Titus. He well, I shouldn't say Meg Ryan lookalike. He had the Meg Ryan haircut. Which yeah, was, he did. He totally did. Yeah, but and she's a she's a great actress. I can't say the same thing for the voice. Well, like you got some interesting characters um, too, because like Oren, the the I, Shogun guy. I loved him. 
Yeah. And he showed up in Kingdom Hearts, like, and in then, the second one. And then 11, I couldn't play because I wasn't going to pay for a subscription for what people See, I did play 11 garbage. a little bit. I played it. But we had to, like, you had to get, if you got it for PlayStation, you had to get the hard drive to yeah. play it. Like, you had to buy a separate hard drive for your PlayStation to play 11. Final My neighbor got it. <laughs> Final Fantasy Ten Two. Oh my God, that's was abortion. So, it was funny because the first time I played it, like after I got done, it was the first official my, sequel to any type Final Fantasy title too. My PlayStation decided it didn't want to work for a couple weeks. <laughs> no, nope, I refuse. This is awful. It treated it like like that's what I thought happened. I'm like, wow, this was so bad that like <laughs> my uh, PlayStation uh, said yeah. no. Yeah, like this is. I feel like that's the case, and no one can ever prove me wrong. Improved your PlayStation. Like then, I said, with ten, I played the shit out of Blitzball. Like mm-hmm. I got so good at Blitzball that I know that in that first year that it came out, the very first Blitzball game you mm-hmm. play, you could win or lose, yeah. and if you don't know what you're doing, you lose. But I actually won that, <laughs> and when you win it, you actually get an achievement and an unlockable. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I remember going, oh, this is awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I'd play Blitzball so long that my, my family would get aggravated with me because they wanted to see more of the story. Right. And yeah. I'm sitting here playing Blitzball for hours. See, I couldn't rally behind the story of 10. I, I was never interested. I, I just It never caught me. Um, it was very, like like most of the Final Fantasy games, they're very convoluted. Like, yeah. you're and, on a different world, but you're not. You got to try to find your father, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and then what was it? 13. Tw- okay, sorry. 12. 12 was had some redeeming characters. I like Balthier mm-hmm. and Bosch. It was okay. See, I don't even remember the main character. The rest of them? I don't care. Like, I. It introduced the hunting system, which yeah. is an MMO now. Yeah. And that was kind of interesting, but I also felt like derailed it. From time to time, too. It's a side quest thing, yeah. Yeah, like it just the other stuff, like hunting down summons and stuff in Final Fantasy VIII, actually wasn't that bad. I enjoyed that. Mm. I enjoyed, except for the fact that they brought back the most terrifying creature ever in a Final Fantasy game, uh, the Tonberry. Oh, oh God, the Tonberry. Those things are. Do you know how scary it is the first time you play Final Fantasy VII, unleash catastrophe on a Tonberry in the crater, mm-hmm. and all that happens is after you get done, it just takes a step forward, and you're like, no, it's yeah. not fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. It's just holding the knife, exactly. and it's just one step at a time coming at you. Yes. Fuck a Tonberry. You know, Tonberry uh, oh, then, yeah. Because in eight, Tonberry... Anytime I saw those, I'd take the fuck off. Yeah, in eight, Tonberry's a summon, and they are sadistic about it because you have to kill, like, 18 of them on Odin's Tower. Then the master Tonberry shows up and fucks your world up for a little while, (laughs) and you have to beat his ass so that way you can summon him, just so that way you can unleash a fraction of the terror that you felt. Well, see, like, that's what's really wild about ten, is, like, when you're playing ten, you find out the summons are basically dead people. Like... These people, like, sacrifice themselves to become a summon. And you're like, oh, shit. Um, the, wow. And the weird thing about 13 was they treat it in a completely different direction where they kind of, like, it's kind of like the explanation in the, in the X-Men movies of, like, 
what was it? The mutant gene is sometimes triggered during extreme distress or puberty. puberty. It's supposed to be triggered by puberty. Yeah. Well, apparently extreme distress is also what triggers it in Final Fantasy Thirteen because <laughs> it's like every time the characters are down and out, something comes up and it's like, oh, I see you're about ready to give up. Fight me. It's like, no. Like, I'm about Why ready. Why am I giving... I'm giving up. You want me to fight you. I'm about ready to phone it in. Like, just... I'll lay down. Step on me. Right. Like, we're, you know... This is about to look like a Nicolas Cage movie. Come on. Right. Yeah. Like, it's plain and simple. Like, it just... Yeah. It, <clears throat> Final Fantasy thirteen though, on rails, did not feel like a Final Fantasy. The characters were... Mm-hmm. To my, like, my dying words might be, fuck snow. <laughs> was it? Did we talk on here so about how lightning and snow could be a buddy cop? Oh yes, that's, that's the thing that pissed me off too. Is like I felt like Turning this would beach. be a better buddy cop thing, where it's just like snow and lightning paired together. Snow always likes to play it cool, while lightning likes to strike hard and fast. <laughs> oh, right? Like uh, if, if like Hollywood hears this, they might take that into consideration. Just, they might steal that from you. Just give me a story by credit, so I have something to be embarrassed about for the rest of my All life. Right. Story by <laughs> Cody Toothman. Uh, that took up 15 seconds on a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> kind of like Tusk. Tusk started on a podcast. And to be fair, if they do that and Final Fantasy fans hate me for it, just remember, The Spirits Within happened a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the Spirits Within, that, that movie is awful. Horrible. Awful. You there was a Sid, though. Alec Baldwin. Yes, Donald Sutherland, James Woods. James Woods, Donald Sutherland, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. I mean, it had a yeah, great cast. It, it just was an awful movie. And, yeah. I don't know if it was uh, editing problems or what, but geez. It, definitely a script problem. Yeah, script and CGI. Uh, so. <clears throat> yeah, and that was the big thing that that movie was relying on was both of those elements. Let's see. Yeah, Alec Baldwin, Steve Buscemi, Ming-Na Wen. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ving Rames. Oh, God, I forgot. Yes. Donald Sutherland, James Woods, Keith David. Oh, my God. How do you screw something up using Keith David's voice? I usually can't. He's one of those However, where, like, if, he, if you need something, he's almost, he's not quite Morgan Freeman, but damn, he's close. However, I will say this. Keith. He's Goliath on friggin' gargoyles. He's spawned. You know? Keith David was also, you know, in all the Mass Effect games, which were good mm-hmm. until you know three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With uh, Jamie Foxx, yeah. as far as I know. He's still signed on. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, not spawn. Like, I don't know. The, like, I've heard uh, Todd McFarlane's proof... We have another bad CGI devil. Like, is that? Well, like, from what I understand, this is going to be more of a horror movie, and it's going to focus on like the detectives, where Spawn's just going to kind of show up like the killer. I can't remember that. I can't remember his partner's name. Save my life. But yeah, the two guys, the two detectives, and they're investigating these murders, and Spawn is like going to be like, uh, you know. They're going to be in the room, and the lightning's going to flash. You'll see Spawn in the corner, and then the light will come on. He's gone. It's supposed to be something similar to that. Um, off topic. Uh, Which actually, I I don't know. I, I'm kind of swinging it back around to Final Fantasy here because I just remembered something else that irritated me. 
and it's something I forgot to mention. We talked about the gun blade. It's that <laughs> sometimes the weapons are just the dumbest ass things. Oh, yeah. Okay, for instance, snow. Because, like I said, dying breath. It's not going to be Rosebud. It's going to be... Fuck, fuck snow. That, yeah, fuck that guy. But it's uh, apparently his duster that he wears mm-hmm. has like those different markings and stuff on the back of it. Yeah. Altering those markings and is what could give him the power to punch through a robot. <laughs> All right. I told you I hated, how, I hated 13. How do you get one of those mm. in that world? How do you sell it? Like, here's like, did here's, he get okay. it at a military surplus store for some like out of work contractor? Like what the shit? Here's one of the things that aggravates me about 13. 13 was so awful. Yet they had like three games lined up for 13, just for 13. So you had 13, and then there, was it 13 2? Yeah, from what I understand, 13 2. Or no, wait, no. Then it, there was, it was 13 verses that got It was supposed canceled. to be yeah. 13 verses. Okay, it didn't well, get canceled. They turned 13 verses into Final Fantasy 15. That's right. So 13 2, I actually did play, and it had a lot of weird like time travel. Components too. It was uh, it was interesting. I didn't even fucking bother. I enjoyed it. Lightning was actually cool and not like broody and I don't know. I don't know. I got out of the brooding teenage brooding angst when you know I stopped being a fucking teenager. Uh actually actually when I got out of my twenties is when I stopped being a broody teenager. But uh, I'm still working on it. <laughs> All right, Dark <laughs> Yeah, I'm not the Dark Knight. My dead parents. So, <laughs> I, I kind of want to circle it back to, uh, what are we running at? Because I know we're probably... 208. 208. So, yeah, we're we're back up. I know last week last week's episode was 80 minutes. <laughs> um, so, uh, and uh, like my wife pointed out, she's like, it's because you're not there because you won't shut up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably a good point. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you're what so I'm looking so for in, in this remake, like, they've already shown me that they can make this game beautiful. Um, and I'm kind of glad that the console wars has stopped trying to one-up each other on graphics. Yeah. Because if Nintendo has done anything, it's proved that the graphics don't matter so long as you have a good game. Yes. Um, and even looking at independent games like Shovel Knight and... Uh, it's, it's really good. I had Shovel Knight. Uh, Shovel Knight. Yeah. Uh, Shovel Knight. And I'm trying to think of another independent game because I was about to say Mighty Number no. 9 and that that sucks. Talk about stuff. I mean, like stuff like Braid. Um, uh, Braid. Uh, wasn't Cuphead originally an independent? Yeah, it is. Cuphead's sure. an independent game. Bendy and the Ink Machine. Yeah, Bendy and the stuff, Ink Machine. Yeah. Those don't use the full power of your graphics card in your console and still manage to be great games. Give us something great. I mean, you can make it beautiful. Look at The Last of Us. Oh, God, that yeah. is one of, it's to this day, to me, The Last of Us is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. I mean, it, it's not one of those moments where, you know, you're, you see it and you start crying. But, you know, I but, can think of the, yeah, the line but, from Ted 2 is they should have sent poets. Or right. should have sent poets. You know, um, they made the game beautiful. Okay, so we're expanding on the story, which I didn't know. Yeah, 
you know, I didn't know it was supposed to be a trilogy, you know, how or episodic or whatever. Yeah, and that's I guess that kind of goes into what I'm looking for is like I want if you're going to change the story this drastically, I want some of these other beats that you guys kind of dropped off in the past mm-hmm. and then decided never to pick up again. Like I want to see how those play out. Uh, I want to see a little bit more on some of these characters too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have if you're going to add this much, you have a lot more opportunity to give us more in the way of character development. Exactly, and I, and I want that. Uh, like, I'm okay with that. Barrett, at certain points in the original Final Fantasy, came across as an, as a just badly written stereotype. Mr. T from the 18. Yeah, basically. Or I pity the fool. You know, I'm hoping that we get away from that. Tifa's job seemed to be saying like, hey, you're Cloud, but you're not Cloud. And bouncing up and down for her boobs to bounce. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and Aerith was the most fleshed out character, but then she died. Yeah. I mean, she gets offed. And then Cloud, you know, you find out, you know, obviously he's the most fleshed out because he's the main character. But yeah, give, give me a little bit more on some of these side characters too. Right. And since we aren't getting the full game... And no I, Scooby-Doo sections. Right. Since we aren't getting the full game, definitely flush out the characters that we get within Midgar. Um, obviously, we can't really flush out Red until we get to uh, Cosmo Canyon. But we can get a little bit more of his personality. Yeah. We can definitely get into, you know, if, things he can do. I don't know. I mean, where I'm trying to go with that. Yeah, but maybe give me a little bit more on Hojo, too. Like, does he suffer from, like, is he just a mad scientist? Does he suffer from an inferiority complex because he was always seen as lesser? I don't know. Or, gassed. yeah, like, I mean, yeah, what what is his driving factor? Or can we get a little bit more on Rufus? He was always just there as a stock douchebag. Right, right. Kind of like a fucking frat boy. Even, even his little hair. Oh, yeah, that's so. Flick, yeah. Yeah. Uh, RBG, what you, what do you, I mean, I know you're not a console guy anymore. You kind of, you kind of give it to your kids, but yeah, I mean, uh, say you're going to play, what would you, what are you kind of looking at? What would you like to see? You play seven. I, I play seven. It's been a while. So, I mean, it's like I said, it's mixed in with all the other Final Fantasy games in my head now. So I don't know. I guess, Cause in my head, there are only a couple of actual Final Fantasy games because well, the other ones are so lackluster. Well, I mean, I've played, like I said, 7. I've played 12. Actually, I own 12 now uh, in the remastered version. And I've, and I've played the online games. I play, I play both 11 and, and 14. 14. And, and so most of my references are back to them because in 11, you still had all the summons. Well, not all of them. You didn't have Knights of the Round Table, but you had like the base, like Ifrit, Bema, yeah. uh, Shiva, Shiva um, Ramu, which is old, which. Carbuncle, Carbuncle bounces back and forth. Because I remember in 7, <clears throat> Carbuncle wasn't a thing, Not but he is yeah. definitely a thing in the remake because yeah. I got his download earlier this week. Yeah, Carbuncle is basically healing and, and protection. Protection. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, 14, I played uh, up until recently. And you, uh, well, yeah, you're a PC <laughs> yeah. gamer, and that's yeah. an MMO, so yeah. I mean, that kind of so flushes out. I guess what I'm looking for is storyline. I love storyline in all my games. Um, it's like with the remakes of now, like, say we take Farberos Jungle Book. The reason I think that was so good is because they expanded on the story. They flushed out that story a lot mm-hmm. better. Yeah. If they're going to expand seven like this, flush it out. Give us more backstory. Give us, you know, make it 
you know, take what we already had as one of the best Final Fantasy games ever and just shoot it to the stratosphere. And I'm also curious also to see if they're doing what I think they're doing, which is is making all the storylines connect. But we'll see. You're talking about like all the Final Fantasy storylines? All story the Final lines? Fantasy storylines. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's part, that's 14, right? Like, the that's the prime world in these crystal yeah. offshoots, right? Yeah. Okay, so. so that's what you're talking about, the yeah. 14 story. Okay. See, I don't know shit about the MMOs. I, I just know that my friend Holden in Louisiana got sent to, like, before it was, like, a huge thing, he got sent to, like, MMO jail. <laughs> because his character was one of the big things, yeah. like the horns or whatever, and was a monk. And he went into some church and was like, by the power of Satan or something. And it offended somebody so bad, he got yeah, he sent reported. to... He got reported and got sent to uh, MMO jail. Yeah, where it was man. just like a gray box screen yeah. for uh, like three days <laughs> or something stupid. Um, yeah, yeah. Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good storyline is what I'm looking for. And if I do, play, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to play it or not, but I am. I am keep up with the storyline. So. Okay, so I'm happy that Red's going to be in it because obviously you meet Red oh, in yeah. Shinra Tower. Right. I am very disappointed that we're not going to get to see Sid until the next game. I know. Or DLC or whatever the fuck this is going to turn into. Um, I'm hoping we don't have to wait another 15 years for fucking part two. Yeah, um, I'm hoping they've been working on it this right, whole time. Like, and refresh my memory. Sid is like the engineer guy, right? Yeah, he's the pilot. Yeah. He was Goggles, supposed to be... the spear. He's the, uh, the Lancer, the dragoon. Yeah. He was supposed dragon. to be the first man in space. And yeah. then... Uh, he kind of is. Oh, yeah. He I does mean, wind up achieving his dream. We get it. <laughs> he gets it. Woo! Uh, I love that he's just vulgar. Oh, yeah. I love that he just doesn't give a shit. Um, well, he's, he's even... Like, the first time you meet him... And you see Rufus come to town to try and take the plane. Right. The, from him. Was it the something tiny Bronco? Yeah. He's basically telling the president to go fuck himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's not. No shit's given. You're not taking my fucking plane. You know? <laughs> right. Like he's, he's quite plain and simply telling him like, no, this is exactly what, like, it, the, this is all the wings I have left. You're not taking it. Right. To the point where they're not even working on arguing with him. Well, they also, they took the high wind from him. Because when you're on uh, Junon, you see the high wind. What you got? Oh, you, never mind. Yeah. Something else. Right. Gotcha. Uh, like, when you get to Junon, you see the high wind, but you don't get it until later. They've already taken the high wind from him. Right. So he's holding on to the tiny Bronco like a motherfucker. And <laughs> you know, go fuck yourself. You take my ship already. It's even to the point where they're not just going to walk past him either. They send Palmer to go try and steal it. Oh, that but, fat bastard. Yes. Yeah. I love that guy just because he's just a stock weasel. Yep. Yeah. Who gets hit by a truck. Right. After the fight. <laughs> you get, in the fight, he starts to run and truck just comes out of nowhere. Boom. He's gone. But should we declare? Well, yeah, a- I'm trying to think of a magnificent bastard for this week. Uh, we didn't really talk about like real people. We just talked True. about. I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to give it to a character, though, because if you take a look at the impact that Final Fantasy had on gaming, just in general. Oh, exactly. It was the greatest. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know for I, sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the best-selling game of 97. Easily. And one of the best-selling games of all time. Yeah, that's still, what I thought. Which I imagine its numbers will only be helped here 
right? Like we're getting ready to expand. I've done put uh, I think eighty bucks, ninety bucks down for this expanded pre-order edition just so I could get the extra summons because. Yeah, I'm right. a bitch. So I, I mean, Square's Square's got me hook, line, and sinker. I mean, they know exactly how to get me. Uh, I, so, they they said some new summons, and here I came a running. So if we choose a, a character, magnificent best, I was gonna give it to Sid, but <laughs> he is a bastard. I am I am a very biased person when it comes to that character, though. Yeah, and see, RBG over here, he might not agree with us. Sid is like the Sid shit. Right, Sid is everywhere. Uh, there, there has to be a Sid in the Final Fantasy game. So, I was almost thinking in terms of impact, like in terms of cool factor, Sid wins hands down. Absolutely. Uh, in terms of story impact, it has to be between Aerith or Sephiroth. And for that, let's give it to Aerith, or even Hojo actually, because that dickhead is clearly the one behind everything. Right. Well, I say Aerith, but that would be a magnificent bitch. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll keep it neutral on that one, I guess. Still. All right, let's give it a. Let's just do it a tie between Aerith and Sephiroth. I'll go with that. Magnificent bastard slash bish. That's what my wife <laughs> says. Bish. There you uh, go. Bish. Magnificent <laughs> bastard slash bish. Aerith and Sephiroth. I mean, they are the two things that that drive the story. They and, really are. And Aerith quite literally saves the world because she died. Like she, <laughs> right? it is very Jesus Christ esque. You know that Masonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hell, even in Advent Children, you know, you hear her voice. Yeah, like she's the one who's basically guiding the live stream now. She's she quite literally Obi Wan it. Like if you yeah, strike kinda, me yeah. down, <laughs> if you strike me down, I will be more powerful than you can ever imagine. All you have to do is sink her to the bottom of a huge lake. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, and then lose the holy materia. Uh. <laughs> As it bounces from stone to stone in the water that you're going to basically dump her in. Which is funny because the other two that you're in the party with are standing back there and they just watch it like, oh, that's weird. Like, it's like a rubber dun, ball. Dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, so uh, that is uh, our episode on Final Fantasy VII on the, this, the eve of the remake. Um, I am Kegger. Always with me are my co-hosts. Ray BG. And Cody. And Cody. Ray BG went before Cody this time. Yep. Cody he, seems disappointed. He's the tooth man. <laughs> you are the tooth man. Yes. Mr. Tooth, respectfully. And... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Tooth. All right. Uh, we hope that you guys are at least enjoying us, bitch, and, and talk about, have deep conversations about these nerdy topics, especially during our stay home order slash quarantine slash yeah. pandemic slash this shit sucks. Uh, get your masks. Right. Get your masks. Yeah. Wash your hands. And if you have a scare, uh, don't, you know, if you think you might have it, stay home. You know, get tested, stay home, and don't pass it. That's that's a whole reason why I missed the last episode. So uh, I didn't want my, my co-hosts and friends here to, to even remotely think they had it. So you guys have a great night, and we'll get back to you with more COVID-19 topics of discussion and boredom.
Yeah, but <laughs> I, I guess that's why I've been on a big Resident Evil kick recently. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, uh, rate and review us on Podbean. Uh, we have our uh, our Facebook profile. We also have the Twitch. I still haven't gotten on Twitch. I need to dig myself out of this Breath of the Wild hole. I need to do more on Twitch as well. Um, and I haven't slacked on Twitch. <laughs> uh, we're going to get some more social media. I'm, we'll probably end up with a Instagram page because uh, I know that Comic-Con season is on postponement right now. They did release uh, the Comic-Con, Indiana Comic-Con uh, for this year is the 26th to, through the 29th of June. Uh, I've got to redo my uh, reservation for the hotel. but Yeah, it kind of works. I, I got to order my costume, but it won't be in for like a month or so. Right. So, I mean, yeah, everything takes so long. Uh, and But the Instagram page will definitely be for like pictures of Comic-Con and stuff. And, and then... Uh, the uh, Toy and Comic Expo is in August. Yes. Uh, so, which sucks because I'm used to Comic Con and then like a couple weeks later, Toy and Comic. But mm. the Toy and Comic Expo is tiny compared to Comic Con. Right. And then Com- our Indiana Comic Con is tiny compared to ID- uh, SDCC. So, but uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get more social media out there and try to get more exposure. Uh, but uh, yeah, rate and review us. Uh, Get a hold of us on the Facebook page. Uh, tell us how we're doing. If we're doing a good job. We're doing a bad job. We're doing an okay job. If you just want to bitch, if you just want to say hi, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll take any kind of feedback, you know. Let us know. Uh, and uh, you guys have a good night. <laughs>